yards and tours of cyberspace. What's behind the door? The allure of something strange. Of course, that's why I came. The forces are untamed. No corporate or dumb fame. I'm a court for chump change. Courses unfazed, contorted or concave. I'm sort of a poor sport. Nothing short of blue king. Got me feeling like. What's up, everybody? This is Sports Goose number 127. My name is Francisco, and I'm joined by my good buddies, as always, Andrew and Charles here. We're going to talk about sports, which is basically all the planning that I've done for today. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's basically what we do. We talk about sports or anything else that's on our mind. So what's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Mentally yeah, exhausted. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess stuff that happened over the last week. Uh, well, uh, I mean, of course, we are presented by Mr. Tortilla. You know, of course, got to put in that plug. You can always go to Prani's Hockey World because it is cold in South Florida. It is hockey weather down here. It's It's been great. Been loving it. So, you know, get, get your hockey gear. They got the best prices on clearance products they got that 2021 stuff now it's the next year already so go on over to pranis hockey world get over to mr tortilla everybody's trying to lose weight they got that freaking one carb tortilla 15 calories you can just munch on them forever yeah try those out it's like light beer but better (laughs) yeah so there's that oh i did a thing so i was over on the swimming upstream podcast which is the Fish on the Farms podcast. They cover Marlins minor leagues, prospects, all of that. I did a Marlins draft of past players trying to construct the best team that I can. It was a collaboration between uh, Fish on the Farm, Fish Stripes, and me, Marlins History, the Marlins historian. So I was on there, So and I put in the plug, guys. Don't worry, okay? I hyped you guys up, so... There's that. Ooh, you could also head to our merch store. I added the brand new Serbians Am I Right shirt, which of course, you know, shows off a of Parasaurolophus. Because that's what all Serbians are. They are Parasaurolophuses. Oh, and we yep. could talk about that because guess who got deported? Yay! <laughs> Yay. I'm gonna give a let's start this off, folks. Let's you hit a real MVP to real, Australia. Yeah, we're going to give a real MVP to the country of Australia. Because <laughs> last last week, the goon was Novak Djokovic. This week, it is the country of Australia. Okay? They weren't by... Whoa, 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 wait. No, no, no. Australia is not the goof here. All right, folks. It seems the Serbians got to us again. All right. We just mentioned Nikola Jokic's brother got to us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyways, we were talking about Australia being the real MVPs, or is it MVP singular? I'm not sure. I don't know how you would. Uh, the country itself, what I think would be singular. Yeah. So, anyway, the people of Australia would be MVPs. So, the deciding committee who deported him would be the MVPs, and yeah. then the Australia itself would be an MVP. Yeah. So. 
yeah, so Novak Djokovic, he's uh, he's gone. He's he's it. Uh, so that that's it. Uh, and it's 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 pretty funny. It's pretty funny to see uh, an athlete do, being. Do you remember in It's Always place. Sunny with Charlie and Mac are boohooing crying? Oh when yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When uh, when Dean and Dennis got hooked on crack. crack. Yeah. yeah, this is exactly how it feels like for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh man oh you're not gonna be able to play us really open yeah well where does Djokovic even rank anyway well he's number one yeah exactly oh that oh, you, you he's he's one i think he he does have the record for the most grand slams won for a male tied. tennis for a male tennis player he's tied with it now he's tied he's tied with it so he he's tied with federer and uh nadal Okay, and Nadal's still playing. Uh, he's older. So of is Federer, although. Oh yeah, that's right, Federer. His knees are. Like, yeah, no, they're but they're shot. older. They're older, so. But yeah, Djokovic is losing his shot at at actually making that record, being out of the being being the sole uh, owner of that record. He's banned for three years from Australia, so he can't go back oh, for three really? years. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, he's he's joke. not. <laughs> so that's it's it's four Australian Opens because you've got this one that he's missing, mm-hmm. and then the 2023, 24, and 25. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's thirty four right now, so we're three years. He'll be last 37. year was probably his last Australian Open. So it's 37 when he's, unless he has a, I don't know, like a, a, unless he conditions like a LeBron or a Tom Brady or something like that, it's, it's going to be difficult. And there are people are even writing articles about future problems. If he tries to go to France, which is, you know, French open, which is another one of the grand slams. And don't, and don't. Don't forget New York. Don't yeah. forget New York. And New York, because, you know, Kyrie is having issues with that. So he potentially won't be able to get any more aside from Wimbledon. But that doesn't count as a Grand Slam. He needs to win all four. So in, in Well, a, in, no, 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 no. It's, it's how many Grand Slam events he's won. Oh, events he won. Oh, I thought he was... Uh, I thought it was like like Tiger Woods when he had the you know Tiger Slam and or I think he, Serena he Williams has had a Grand Slam in a single year. It's so. it's ex- it's extraordinarily rare to win all four in one calendar year. Right, right. It's relatively easy. He's won twenty. This, of this is how much we know about tennis. We're talking about tennis, but but okay. So that's so it's it's the actual event. So the Big Four. The big right. four. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got um, the Australian Open in Sydney in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, the U.S. Open in New York, mm-hmm. Flushing, more specifically. Um, oh, you've got Wimbledon in London, and then you've got the French Open in uh, Roland Garros. Mm-hmm. Garros. Yep. You know, this I am the I believe it. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am the tennis expert among the three of us. Yeah, 
I mean, I play Wii Tennis. Yeah, we play a lot of Mario that's Tennis, that's for sure. Mario Tennis. You know. Mario Tennis Aces, man. I know a slice. But a as you all know, Mario Mario isn't about that. He hangs out with Rafael Nadal, okay? Okay, they did a, they did a commercial together, okay? That's, uh, that's and, you know, Nadal knows what's up. Mario knows what's up. He's not going to do anything with the Parasaurolophus. Of course not, okay? Only dinosaur he messes with is, is Yoshi. That's it. That's who he hangs with. And yeah, play with that. No, and, and so, so yeah, so he's gone. He's 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 out. He's he's banned for three years. That's funny, man. That was really funny. Oh boy. So yeah, real MVP, the country of Australia. Yeah, way to go, guys. You, you did it. <laughs> oh, where where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Well, I I I will just add this. Um, I, I really hope that Federer or Nadal wins another. And I mean, their chances have gone up now that Djokovic is out of at least one event. And my hope is that he doesn't either. He never wins another. That would be ideal. That'd be fun. Or if he does win another, he never matches. He never gets the record outright because fuck that guy. Well, I mean, to give context, this is also a little bit of heat to him for lying about being positive. Or he, I don't know if he lied about being positive, but he what tested positive and then still showed up, right? If I remember correct correctly. Yeah. So that's at, of, at a fucking photo shoot. Yeah. So just because you're okay, kids, doesn't mean the person that you're going to give it to is okay with it. Yeah. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's fun. That's that's a that's a good one. And uh, what was I gonna mention? It was in my head and it left my head, and oh, it'll return at some point. Oh yeah. So baseball, it's not looking great. They're in negotiations still. Well, they finally started negotiations. Uh, that's a some semi plus. And there, I don't know if you guys have seen some of these proposals. That they that they put out there. Um, I know uh, that the players laughed at it. Yeah. So uh, MLB proposals. Uh, so I just want to see what the last one is. Um, but of course, Major League Baseball wants to expand the postseason. They want more teams to participate. Because I think they they've been look. I mean, they look obviously look at the NHL and the NBA who. Both leagues have 16 teams participate in each. And they looked at the NFL, who have expanded their playoff. Now, heck, the NBA did it too, because they had, now they have the play-in for the 7 and 8 seeds. So that's then that's going to continue. More, more teams in the playoffs. More teams that can claim that they're in the playoffs, obviously. And uh, the NHL flirted with it during the bubble back in 2020. But I, I don't know if I don't I don't know if they'll they'll go back to that. I think they kind of like where they are, where they're at with that. But baseball wants to expand it, um, and they're preparing their next response. Uh, the players' association are of course going to be focusing on things that kind of uh, remove limitations to free agency. Players are of course always accusing the owners of doing things that will uh 
lessen their value or lessen the amount of money they want to spend, like the luxury tax for certain teams that spend too much. They, of course, want a minimum uh, uh, payroll, so basically a salary floor like in the NHL where teams have to spend to a certain amount. Uh, the I think Major League Baseball wanted to change to a draft lottery instead of instead of a uh, straight up tanking situation. Although teams still tank, it doesn't really matter, I think. And and of course, the players have accused the owners of doing things to the baseballs over the last few years. And they've accused them of that because it seems that whenever there's a bunch of uh, high-value pitchers that are about to hit the market, they add a little more bounce and pop to the baseball. And then when there's a bunch of high-value hitters that are about to hit free agency, they deaden the ball. So that's kind of what's going on right now, of course. That's... That that kind of I, I don't know why the owners are kind of sort of shooting themselves in the foot in a way, but of course revenues in baseball keep getting higher every year, aside from uh, the last couple of years because of pandemic. So uh, it, it would seems that the the players are trying to get in on things returning to where they were, where the owners are making more money, even with less people watching baseball. But we'll see. They're they're gonna put out their new proposal, see what they they want to say, and the owners are probably gonna scoff at it. I don't think we're getting a full season this year. No, honestly, not a chance. Because we are basically a month away from normally when pitchers and catchers report. Yeah, and they just really started talking. Now, I, of course, wanted the baseball season to be shortened anyways, <laughs> but I don't think anybody's going to go for that. And, and of course, this, this all comes with, with both teams playing hardball. Both, like, there are, I don't know if you guys have heard the stories of basically management or anybody that works technically for a Major League Baseball team cannot converse or speak to players. No coaches, no trainers, no nothing. Uh, there was a story of one guy whose brother is a player in Major League Baseball, and I think he's like a manager of a minor league team or something like that, or a coach. And he, they, they literally could not spend Christmas together because they cannot talk to each other. That's that's how. <laughs> that's, I find that so fucking ridiculous. I get it's the rule, but. Come on. I don't know. It's it's the I don't know if it's a unwritten rule. It might be. I'm not sure. It's an unwritten Wait, I, rule there. I think in theory, it's just like tampering in the NBA. Yeah. You just can't do it in reference. You right. Know, if it's outside the work sphere. You know, you should be fine. Yeah, and I don't know enough about labor law to to know what the consequences of that would be. But well, it's like any other kind of litigation of is this really the hill that you want to die on? Yeah. Conflicts of interest, things like yeah. that. So that's. I think they were probably cracking a few brews on New Year's, but that's just me. Yeah. So now we're getting, of course, the the players are showing them, you know, with their Instagram accounts or whatever, them working out and everything like that. Uh, and all of the sites on Major League Baseball, any active players, they've removed all of their profiles from 
the uh, MajorLeagueBaseball.com. So MLB.com has nothing on any players. It's all just a blank silhouette. So that's that's what's going down with them. It's as if they don't exist. And you'll you'll notice if you, your favorite team, if you follow their Twitters, they're they're posting all their social media stuff. They're posting stuff that has really nothing to do with with getting ready for the next season or anything like that. They're just kind of posting, hey, you guys remember when we did this, you know, in the past? Or, hey, guys, we're out in the community and that uh, go come come buy the, the new hats. We got new hats, you know, and come on over to to buy tickets for opening day. <laughs> I always find that pretty funny. Uh, I, I, I So... Uh, you know, I've seen this. We've seen this in hockey. We've seen this in in NBA. We've seen this in NFL. Um, I don't think the NFL has missed games in a long, long time with regards to work stoppages. The NBA did um, back in 2012. The NHL did back in 2012-13. And, uh, of course, the entire 2004-05 season was gone. So we've seen it in the NHL. And people are thinking the owners are going to threaten to completely cancel the season. And and they're like, well, look what happened to the NHL. It it took them a long time to kind of regain popularity after losing the entire season. They were on the Outdoor Life Network because everybody dropped them every major network dropped them after that so and baseball was pretty bad after the after the the strike in 94 but if it leads to a steroid era-esque home run extravaganza like in 98 i think i'd be for it (laughs) you know make every field coors field i'd be down for that had me down for that's when i fell in love with baseball i think a lot of us did so i don't know that i guess we kind of said all our opinions on that stuff i have one about baseball Mm. carlos correa hires scott boris to be his uh, agent now which totally means he's gonna side with the yankees because boris just whores it to us all the time Mm. and i don't think i want to pay that man big money on a prorated forget the cheating scandal side Mm. and the arrogance I don't think I want to pay anybody that big amount of money if they're going to ask in a prorated season that's shorted. And I think that's where a lot of hesitation has been come from, from ownership, because they know if they're like ripping the nose to spite the face kind of mindset mm-hmm. is that, damn, if we, we better hope that we lose the season to Spurs to make the, you know, the players look bad because what's going to happen is, is that if we are on point, we got to pay a lot of people, new monies, new revenues that'll be in effect, or, We'll have to do how we did with the COVID season and inflate that payroll to a percentage of what they had. Mm-hmm. And if you're negotiating at the table, wouldn't you want more money in those first two years at least, instead of just kind of getting a pro rate? And I think that's what they're kind of scared of. Like, hey, don't devalue my thing. Sure, give me a three hundred million dollar contract out ten years, for example. But those first two years, because I'm losing out what my value is because of shortened season, I need you to make that a big time first year money. Mm. And say what you will, but to prorate it from, let's say, to give an example, first year maybe will be normal 30 on a Carlos Correa contract. But let's say you're going to lose money coming into it. And if you're an agent, I would advocate the hell of it. You two would as well. 
be like, listen, it's not our fault that why should he take less because this season we want at least this first year contract to go from 30 to like 35 to 40 million just for year one. That's a lot of money. It's mm-hmm. millions and we're so used to it because of sports, but holy crap. And I could see that being a fair argument. That's just me thinking like an agent. Maybe that's the course in life that we ought to take, right? Forget mm-hmm. the whole doing good in the world. Let us just kind of hire us, Carlos Correa. I don't like you, but I like money and you like money. Mm-hmm. Let's make money. Yeah, it. You know, it's in it kind of to the point as far as the owners. I think these last two years, they've kind of seen how much money they they can lose with no games and no people in attendance and things like that. And maybe it's given them kind of an idea as to whether they can make this sacrifice of losing potentially an entire season or having a completely shortened season that starts in July. You know, I think they they might be doing those numbers and be like, you know, I mean, we lost money, but I think we could take this hit if in the long run the players bow down to some of the big things that they, they want. Um, so that in, in a in a weird way, that might be the reason why they've gone with this lockout, the lockout strategy right now. Is they've they've seen the numbers of no baseball and little to no fa- no fans, and they're like, oh, you know, we didn't lose that much, or we can take this hit for all all of us collectively for for one more year. They kind of have it planned out, anyways, like that. And it's like, okay, twenty twenty three is when they'll they'll go hard on reopening ballparks, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what letter in the Greek alphabet we are in COVID versions, but it's hopefully we're not going down far. And yeah, so that's, uh, I think that also has played into why we're at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, guys, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> I literally well, have nothing. <laughs> well, since we are kind of on the topic of NFL, some news just came up. Mm. Um that actually transcends NFL and also goes to uh, college, which is more my era, uh, area of expertise. Apparently, an inside, uh, an inside source told The Athletic that if Jim Harbaugh is offered the Los Angeles... Uh, it's so weird calling them the Los Angeles Raiders, although not as weird as calling them the Las Vegas... Uh, no, damn it, it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> It's, they should be the Los Angeles Raiders. See, I can't even get the the <laughs> the wrong city right. Yeah. They should still be in Oakland, or, or at least L.A. Jeez, at least or at least, LA, at least you know, L.A. Nobody wants the Chargers there. Fuck you, Spanos. <laughs> anyway, Jim Harbaugh, if offered the Las Vegas Raiders job, he might take it. Now, Jim Harbaugh is currently the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, had their best season under his uh, reign so far. They made it to the college football playoff, the top four, where they immediately got the shit kicked out of them by the eventual champion, Georgia Bulldogs. Mm -hmm. I was there for that one. Um, But, oh, and actually, as a... And aside, speaking of that game, which was the Orange Bowl, I finally got to wear my sweater! Ah, yeah. I got a, a 
like a mini swag package for being media. Mm. We got a tumbler and we got a uh, sweatshirt nice. that says uh, Orange Bowl playoff semifinal. Nice. So I finally got to wear it. Holy <laughs> shit. I, I didn't think I'd have to wear that until uh, be able to wear that for like a year. Um, but anyway, um, that would be big. That would be big news because uh, Harbaugh just bought himself a few more years of goodwill with uh, up in Ann Arbor um, because he's been on a perpetual hot seat uh, for the past pretty much since 2016. Yeah, I mean, he took over that job. And it's, they've had good teams. It's not like he's been awful. I mean, it's just that they could never get past Ohio State. Right. They, they prior to this season, they hadn't beaten Ohio State in 10 years. And, um, uh, and people asked Stephen Ross, because Stephen Ross is the Miami Dolphins owner. There's a vacancy. And he is a very notable michigan alum who's donated a lot of money to them and he's he he kind of sort of was like i'm not going to be the one to take harbaugh away from michigan so i don't know if his love for his college is getting in the way of that which would be very would be very miami would be very miami dolphins of him to be like yeah there's a better the best head coach that's out there right now, but I'm not going to hire him because he went to my school, which benefits my team in no way whatsoever. So it's very Dolphins. I mean, but it's not like Harbaugh's a bad coach, though. So, like, it's not as if they're clicking into a Hugh Jackson logic. Um, no, no, but I'm saying the really... Dolphins getting Harbaugh would probably be the best solution. Like, hey, best coaching candidate out there is this guy if for an NFL team. I mean, did well in San Francisco. <laughs> But Tua, Tua is a Kaepernickish kind of style player, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he could find like Harbaugh's a good coach. He's he's a good coach. He's done well, you know, in Stanford and with uh, freaking the 49ers and and now here with Michigan. You know, it, it, he's he's done well every every everywhere he's gone. He's one of the few coaches that has had success in both the NFL and college. So you know, it's not like Urban Meyer. <laughs> I mean, are they? Are they? Are you really gonna be hurt by going for Harbaugh? So the answer is no. However, if anything, it's just gonna kill Stephen Ross if he's over in Oakland, and then yeah, you could you not even Oakland. I'm sorry, Las Vegas. You couldn't you you're you're you couldn't sell the team that didn't have anybody drunk drive or high under the influence killing somebody. And Mark Davis and his ugly ass haircut over you in Miami were the worst things to happen. Is maybe you might pull an Urban Meyer grind fest if you're that kind of moral people. You who survived Jed York in San Francisco and all the controversies that came between, mm. and you were smart enough to leave, and even had more wherewithal to stay in Michigan, which was hoping for a a new kind of savior that they couldn't find. Rich Rodriguez and a few other guys that were trying to place into the Michigan time frame. How would you feel as Stephen Ross? You you have to hate yourself, right? Mm. <laughs> to to an all degree. And here's the thing too: 
you couldn't get a guy who, all intents and purposes, is extremely likable in all places. Hell, he was going to go big against Homeboy. I forgot his name, but the uh, the coach in Detroit. Remember when they were chest bumping? And it was like, all right, I forgot his name. But uh, Dan Campbell? It was the, no, no, not Dan Campbell. Oh. Not Dan Campbell. I'm talking about um, when it was – he went. He was a defensive coordinator. I, I, of course, forget the name, but there was that controversy about shaking hands and not shaking hands aggressively, and then they're all, like, you know, puffing chest out, trying to go oh, on each other. Gosh, it's hysterical. I, I it's going to bother me. <laughs> it, it's going to bother me, and I will find out that name off-site. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh is – he's not John Harbaugh, but he's Jim Harbaugh. And here's the thing, too. Jim Harbaugh can definitely get the free agents as well. And what does Miami desperately need? Free agents who actually do good free agent things. That would drive me up a wall. Yeah. Yeah, well. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate if um, if for some Jim reason. Jim Schwartz. I'm sorry. It was Jim Schwartz and the slap on the back handshake that made him lose his shit. Um, if, if for some reason Miami were to get Harbaugh. It'd be unfortunate if uh, it's, it would be unfortunate that you guys didn't get the number one overall pick because guess who's the projected number one overall pick? Aiden Hutchinson, who played for Michigan this year. Well, the Dolphins traded away their their first round pick for this upcoming draft. I know, yeah, but, yeah, but also from what I've heard, uh, this is one of those years where there's not a solid yeah, yeah like a definitive. Pick. A, this is the consensus guy to pick. You know, like uh, last year, it was Trevor Lawrence. Um, if you didn't pick Trevor Lawrence, you would probably lose your job if you were whoever. Jacksonville. Well, someone did pick Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> lost I forget who Jacksonville's GM is. Oh, um, just... They didn't fire him, but... It... It's um, it's Jed York, man. I think. Oh, I think it's Jed York who's doing it too. Oh, One of the former 49ers guys. Oh, uh, hey, there's a and a vacancy in Jacksonville as well. Hold on, let me. I, 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 I feel that compelled you need to be right. Um, compelled to, no, Jed to York is still, it. yeah, it's Jed York's still in the 49ers, but it's, it's one of the guys who used to be there. So, y'all do your thing. I'm gonna yeah. go investigate my ish. Okay, let me put Jaguars GM here. Trent Balk, who was also, oh, he was also the executive. Uh, Balky. Balky. Oh, that's how you call him. I don't know names. To me, I yeah. feel like Balky should be E E, and then Balky, how it spells B A A L K E. All right. Okay, well, so that's that's the Jim Harbaugh news. He's out there. Um, I mean, whoever hires, and, would they have to pay Michigan anything if they hire him? Or, 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 or um, probably. Uh, well, probably. wouldn't he have to technically pay it out because he's not going school to school, unless there's a clause that says if you jump ship, you owe us this amount of money. Because there's no, I, I don't know of any professional teams that pay out a college buyout. Right? Usually, it's the individual contract because that's your breach of contract. Maybe, uh, unless he has an actual clause that says, hey, if he. Yeah, if he can back out with any certain amount of years left on it, then maybe. Seems like it. And at that point, he, because Michigan wanted him, so he might have been able to call his shot with regards to negotiating negotiating his contract. So I I would highly doubt that he would have some like a clause that he wouldn't have a clause there that says 
uh, I, I can back out of this at any point in time or whatever. You know, things are well. As as much as as much as he could call the shots with the contract, Michigan would be insane if they would let him go for nothing. Well, for nothing to a college team. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFL is a different. NFL is a bit story. different. He's gonna get more money. That's one thing you know. Mike Davis and his weird ass haircut is gonna let him just kind of construct whatever roster he wants without any the one, incentive. The There's one thing working in his one thing working in Harbaugh's favor is that he has been in and succeeded in the NFL. Yeah, you know, his final season, which I is think they very hard to do. He's he's one. It's one of the few coaches that's 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 been able to do that. And because you know, a lot of the times with the head coaches coming from college. Like and Andrew, Bobby Petrino and Urban Meyer. I mean, yeah, I mean, Nick Saban wasn't even able to do it. Well, Nick Saban wasn't like Nick all, went what one year, uh, two seasons, I think, in Miami, right? Two seasons. Yeah, I think yeah. like two seasons. Um, I think he went nine and seven one of those years. But of course, the Dolphins are the Dolphins. They, you know, they had no quarterback. Whatever. We didn't get Drew Brees. Got Dante Culpepper. Like. You know, I mean, things could things. I mean, that was I think a lot of Dolphins fans feel that was the kind of like like uh, the was a the the point in time that changed the Dolphins' trajectory. Like if they had gone with Drew Brees, the Dolphins would have been one way, but they went the other way instead. You know, which is such a silly thing yeah. for a fan base to harbor on because here's the thing: Drew Brees, his his success has been predicated really on that coach in Sean Payton. Receivers came and went: Marcus Colston, um, Lance Moore, all these other guys. Wild players that we remember to get coming into it, and then now you have um, Michael Thomas. But it was really more Payton to Brees, and even if you fired, what's his name? The, the people that you would have fired, Saban, the people that you would have hired in between going from Sperano, Cameron, let's say all those guys came into play. I, I can guarantee you the schemes and the concepts, no matter how good of a player that he is, what's going to happen is Breeze in his career in Miami would have been Mark Bolger. Guarantee it. Oof. Damn, that's a name. I'm, I'm just saying because that's what happens when you <laughs> have name. good yeah, quarterbacks who are too name. late to leave. Did lead. we do a player remember forget? We did Mark Bolger? because yeah. we respect Mark Bolger up in my house. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I, I forgot the the remembered player. Okay. Damn, that's a name. Well, I gave you a couple of them. Yeah. Well, oh, I it's funny when we when I search Trent Balke, you see all of it right there. You see Jed York. You see Shahid Khan. You see Urban Meyer all down there. <laughs> Those are the people he's associated with. So. Uh, Oh boy, well, all right. What all right? What what else do you guys want to talk about? Because I literally have nothing. I have nothing. I mean, we want to talk about hockey. Charles, you actually looked up hockey stuff. I looked up stats. I want to see what my boy Brad Marchand's doing. All right, so NHL. Let's go. I've had a busy week, guys. So um, just at work. So I I just kind of haven't been keeping track of a lot of things. And yeah, we were talking about the Panthers. And look. Like, I love the Panthers. I love my team. But they have problems when they're not at home. <laughs> that seems to be the most glaring weakness of the Florida Panthers is when they're at home, they, they are just killing it. They were destroying teams on this last homestand. Okay, they, they won a game 9-2 to two against the Blue Jackets. 
they 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 just absolutely pour it on but on the road it's a whole different story they lost to calgary last night they gave up five goals to them i think it was a five to two score if i'm not mistaken so it's 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 different on the road it's it's their most glaring weakness uh they're eight one and one their last 10 which is great and all but the road games have just been the kill the, the that's the achilles heel of the team is playing on the road so uh the lightning are ahead of them in the division by points uh 59 over 57 panthers have two games in hand the leafs have holy crap they have five games in hand on tampa with 51 points so they got a lot of games to make up the leafs are it's a three it's a it's it's a three dog race right here it's tampa florida and toronto boston's bring up the rear Mm -hmm. they played a little bit better as of late they're eight and two in the last 10, they were kind of kind of struggling there, kind of hanging on to one of the wild card spots, but they've been playing better as of late. And the Detroit Red Wings aren't too bad. They're not too shabby. They're, they're still rebuilding. It's it's but Stevie Y is getting them back to relevancy. I, I think they, they might be able to steal a wild card spot if they can kind of put it together. Because they're they're not far away from Boston, who who holds that that bottom wild card spot. All right, and then we got the, the Buffalo Sabers of the Buffalo Sabers. Nobody cares. The Ottawa Senators of the Ottawa Senators. Nobody cares. And Montreal Canadiens are awful. They are they are they are fighting for the top pick uh, or top um, percentage for the lottery. They are a lottery team. They are awful. They're awful, awful, awful. Uh, Metro Division, Carolina Hurricanes are killing it, and so are the New York Rangers and the Washington Capitals. But the Penguins are, they, they haven't gone away. The Penguins have not gone away. Um, it is, uh, the, the team just, they haven't been, it's, it's, they just keep going. They just keep going. They're one of those teams that doesn't need to rebuild as long as they got their, their anchors of Crosby, basically. Crosby, Malkin, those guys, uh, but they've they've put together a good team. So it's the the Metro Division is has four teams vying for its division crown. So, uh, but the New York Rangers being back is, I guess it's good for hockey. You know, it's, uh, they're, you know they're not as it's not like when Knicks fans are uh, Rangers fans are annoying as hell too, but. Uh, not as bad as the Knicks fans when their team actually does good, which is very rare. <laughs> All right, and then we got the Blue Jackets. They're they're not great. Neither are the Flyers, but they're from Philadelphia, so of course they're frauds. And the Rogues. Devils, the Devils, and the Islanders are not doing well at all. They've opened their new arena, and they've they're dud. They're dud this season. But but they've played thirty two games. Once more, I've I've said this before. Every time we've we've talked about hockey this year, this whole COVID thing has kind of a lot of teams have not been playing games, have been playing games. The Islanders have only played thirty two games this year. They played, I think they I think they played on the road for like the first two months of the season because their arena was still being built, and it's been a weird season for them. But they're at thirty two points in thirty two games. So they're at 500. 
and they've got let's say their division top of the division is, is Carolina. Uh, they've they've got a long way to go, but uh, like Toronto's or Tampa's played forty one games. So if they can find a way to have a good streak of games, they're seven two and one in their last ten. So it's not. I think the Islanders have enough talent to kind of turn it around in the second half, and they have a lot of games in in hand. They have a lot of games that they can that, that they just haven't. They've been they're well rested, so there's there's a possibility they can do it. On to the West, Colorado Avalanche. I keep picking them every season to freaking win the West. They might actually do it but every time i do every time i say so something goes wrong in the playoffs but they're leading the central division the blues are doing well the preds are doing well too but they've lost the last four games uh minnesota has fallen they were doing pretty well to start off the season but they've they've uh let uh, other teams passed them. Colorado had a ton of games in hand, and I said beforehand that look, they have a ton of games in hand. They are way too talented to be down there around the fifth or, or fourth place in their division. Once they start actually playing games, they're gonna make up for it in a big way. And look at that they they're they're in first place with fifty three points, thirty six games played, which is uh, they still have games in hand on the two, other two teams below them so and and minnesota does as well but but it's really colorado that's taking advantage of it and i, I kind of felt like it, that was going to happen and it has so you know my 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 intuition has been true and i've said this before so you know i should get myself a charles Radamus shirt on our merch store at some point because i feel a little charles Radamus there with my nhl uh predictions there uh dallas winnipeg chicago eh, and uh the coyotes coyotes are awful they're fighting montreal for that bottom pick and i don't know what the heck is going to happen in arizona that team is awful there's no interest they're in the central division now and see this is where it confuses me because you made me learn new divisions last year yeah when they did everything for covid and you know i'm like all right we're gonna be invested and i'm looking at these standings yesterday yeah so i'm like all right what's that and then what's the wild card standings because finally after three years i retained otls i retained points i know why that matters and everything mm-hmm. like that and i'm like what the fuck what are these four divisions what the hell <laughs> five six whatever i'm like i'm a simpleton man Straight up, unfortunately, I'm not simping for hockey yet. Give time. Yeah, you can be a simp for hockey too, kids. With ESPN. Yeah, ESPN Plus uh, TV. I haven't really watched much of TBS's or TNT's um, NHL coverage to compare it to and NHL and NBC. But I've been busy with work and stuff lately, so uh, I'll start watching a little more lately. I've been watching Panthers games, and once again, they've been killing it at home. But on the road, it's just just not good. Yeah, but the Coyotes, I don't know what's going to happen with that team. Uh, it's They are tailor-made to be moved to like Houston or something right now. because it's, it's, And I don't know what's going to happen with their arena situation. But You kind of wish that the Kraken and, were doing well. And Phoenix, is sol- the Suns have solved their arena issues because they're just going to renovate the home that they have. And that's not... Unless they do like a Seattle Kraken type of 
renovation of the old arena to make it hockey compatible but that's probably not going to happen phoenix isn't going to pay for that and the suns don't want to share with the coyotes anyways so uh and, and most likely their management group runs the arena like most teams have so it's uh it's not looking great the coyotes need to find a home because glendale's not going to renew the lease so ugh. all right vegas golden knights first place uh another team that i kind of felt like ah, they're too good to be struggling this early on they'll make it up eventually and they have and they have the other but the team that's surprising me are the la kings how how they have been able to kind of keep it there the 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 pacific division's slightly weaker than other divisions of hockey but it's been interesting the california teams have been revived la anaheim and san jose are all right there next to each other they all have they've all been pretty consistent with the games that they've been playing 40 41 games there it's really the canadian teams that kind of been behind with the covid outbreaks and restrictions and that seattle's at the bottom of the division expansion team they're not good (laughs) so they're they're not going to recreate the magic that vegas did in their first season and they're just a regular expansion team and they're just going to hope that they tank enough that they can get the top traffic next next season so and we're in the off season and yeah uh, the Oilers, Oilers are have five games in hand. Uh, they were doing well early on in the season, but they have a six-game losing streak. It's uh, I don't know. Edmonton's kind of a weird team where they can be good, but they they never seem to have enough. To I mean, they have Connor McJesus, and we all get that, and Leon Drysital. That's fine and all, but. Oh, I'm actually. When you're finished with this, I want to bring up Drysaddle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, Is yeah. Basically, with this, not Leon Drysaddle. Do you think he was called that? Uh, he's German, so I don't know. I don't know if I'm actually pronouncing it correctly. But uh, all right. What? What? Leon Drysaddle. What is it, Andrew? Um. Look. Hold on one second. So I'm gonna look in the news. <laughs> you know, maybe Drysaddle has a right to be pissy. I see this thing on Deadspin. Yep. Oh, here we go. Let me look at this. So, and I, hey, I remember the guy's name right. So, as you mentioned, Edmonton sucks. Um, I think they're so-so. They have a six-game losing streak. They're so-so. They just need to kind of put it together. But the California teams are not relenting. When you've got Connor McJesus and Leon Dreisaitl, you shouldn't be so-so. They're the the Anaheim Angels of hockey. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, they that's have a good, that's a good comparison. They have the Otani of hockey, yeah. and they're meh. Mm. Um, so a reporter uh, named Jim Matheson uh, in a press conference yesterday or whatever, um, and he's a, a, he's a Hockey Hall of Fame. He's in the Hockey Hall of Fame for his reporting career. Um, tries to bait Dreisaitl by throwing the te- his teammates or whatever under the bus for their recent woes. He didn't take the bait. And it was just, just, I mean, admittedly, it was not a 
great answer. It was just your typical athlete BS. But, you know, it is what it is. And that's really the best answer you can come up with on the spot. Um, so the, the reporter Matheson asked him, do you want to give a better statement? He said no. Um, oh, here we go. So here's the... Um, so I'm reading it off of a, a website because they have the they have the uh, the transcript. So the journalist who has covered the Oilers for about 40 years asked Dreisaitl if, amid the team's second six-game losing streak, he had thought the team was getting was past getting into such slumps after the Oilers' last two regular seasons were quite successful. Sure, yeah, said Dreisaitl. Matheson then asked for his thoughts on what was the biggest reason for the team's recent losses and what was one thing he thinks is most important for the team to improve on. Yeah, we have to get better at everything. He responded. Uh, hold, let, let, me, respond. let, let me, I want to play it. So let me, let me play it on, on our show so we can, okay. you know, hear it. So let me actually see if I can actually play it on here. Uh, and what do you think is the number one reason for Twitter? The losses now. Is there is there one thing that you in your own mind you're saying we got to get better at that? Yeah, we have, we have to get better at everything. Would you like to expand on that? No. Nope. You can do that. You know everything. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? I'm not. I'm just I, answering your. Yeah, question. you are. Whenever I ask you a question, I gave you an answer. Not very good one. Okay. I have one more for you. Leon, you show your frustration on the ice last game against Ottawa. Oh, my. Is that a good thing when you show it so the other team knows you're frustrated? Yeah, it's a great thing, for sure. Good. Yeah. All right, so the, the, the clip just played. Um, uh, I mean, look, and you know, Andrew, you've been. I mean, we both have covered, you know, games. I've covered NHL too, um, mm-hmm. the media scrums and stuff like that. Um, and you know, usually media kind of just. I mean, down here, it's a little different down here. You know, I don't think. I think Canadian reporters are more, I guess, harder. I guess because you know it's their national sport and everything like that. Especially like in Toronto, Edmonton, I would say too. Especially with the the history of the team, so I can see why Dry Saddle, especially knowing that this guy's always there, um, might have been. And you know, he's coming after a loss. You know, you're frustrated, you're pissed off. I, I don't know. I'm on Dry Saddle's side. I've always been kind of on the player side when it comes to like these. I'm absolutely on Dry Saddle's side, like that, without so. a doubt. You know, and like, I, like, okay, fine. This guy's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but you know, that's Charles. Charles, of course, you know, has an opinion about Hall of Fames in general. Just because Hall of Fame in means it. nothing. Exactly. Just because he's in it doesn't mean he can't be a dick when he's asking. I once was student of the month, guys. What does that mean to me as a human being? Yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah. I'm on dry side side here, Andrew. Mm-hmm. So for the people who aren't listening to that audio clip, me. What can, abridging what made dry saddle so pissy pants, Andrew? Yes, yeah, so, um, so I'm just gonna say the quote, the, the quote here. Uh, so Matheson asked, Would you like to expand on that? Um, 
Drysdale said, no, you can do that. You know everything. And then Matheson says, why are you being so pissy? Yeah. Which is kind of a... for the Capitals? No, he plays for... The, the Oilers. The Oilers. Oilers. Oh, sorry. All right. Yeah. Never mind. Because I saw that clip on ESPN Plus, but I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's that's it's a dick move by a reporter. It's very unprofessional in a sense, too. Right? I mean, of of course he's pissed. I I can't think of any athlete that um loves to lose. Who the hell says the word pissy? By the way. <laughs> I mean, it's a very, listen, very listen. like not well. I don't really use that word often. I don't really hear it often either. You know, you're, you're being very judgmental right now. Okay, I, I, just, I say the equivalent of pissing your Cheerios. Okay, no, no, I'm saying piss. No, piss is fine. People say piss all the time, but pissy, pissy, pissy. That's that's yeah, that's the word. You're kind of pissy. You, you I, say pissy to be like. To, to I always feel like to make them feel say, indignant, you know. I, I know, so but I always like, feel like nah. people say pissy when they themselves are pissy. You know, I always feel I like know, people I say pissy say if I'm trolling you. <laughs> it's like I'm saying you're being fussy right now. Yeah. Well, a reporter trolling a player isn't really the best thing either. But then again, I don't know. Matheson probably doesn't even know what trolling is. So, yeah. Uh, Andrew, you were sorry. You're finishing a thought. Oh, no, no, no. That was, that's pretty much it. Okay. All right, so there's some hockey drama. I guess we can go with that. So there's that. Uh, let's see. I don't want to talk about the Lakers drama because ESPN does that all the time. You know? Yeah, and, and you know, I, I'll, I'll comment on for two seconds. Aaron Rodgers saying R-E-A-L-X with this play-in tourney. Relax, I can't spell, apparently. None of it matters. You know, they're still good enough to get, like, the 9-10, and then when everybody's healthy, they went out, whether or mm-hmm. not they make the run. What we can comment on is a certain man betrayed us, Francisco, if we're a lightly transitioned NBA. We were betrayed. The guy that we supported, that we loved, that we were happy, that he got postseason glory because he beat the frauds of his Phoenix Suns, including Robert Sarver, who, you know, well, I, can we just love the fact that that just got swept under the rug, by the way, and his whole policies of what he was doing there in Phoenix? But anyway... Giannis saying that the Heat were the perfect bubble team? I mean... <sighs> How dare you, <laughs> sir, when we align for the greater good against you? Yeah, you tell us I mean... Because the if they were the perfect bubble team was the LA Lakers, the one who won in the bubble. So I really don't I, understand I, what your logic is. I flawed. feel like he's earned the right to say it because they beat us last season in the playoffs. No. But but you don't get to say it because everybody is going to be everybody at some point in the juncture. What you could say is, oh, you know, they talked a lot of trash and we got them. You can't call us the perfect bubble team because are you saying that you were not the perfect bubble team? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like, you know, when someone tries to attempt to do a backhanded compliment and really they just miss the compliment part and they just end up backhanding themselves. Honestly, he's at, well, it's going by that, his statement is wrong because the Lakers won that championship. So they, Thank were, the, you. they were the perfect bubble team. That's the point. <laughs> That's the point. It's the same thing. Rodgers, you know, winning anything that was won in COVID season is the perfect bubble team. Not the team who came in second, not the team who came in last. You know, if anything, the worst bubble team is the team who lost it. So technically, we, I think, would be the worst bubble team. Mm. 
give it or not. You could say, hey, it's a different team that we have now because I was injured and Bam hey, had a bio. I'll tell you Bam. this about the hit, the heat right now with uh, Jimmy and Bam being out, you know, intermittently between oh. each other. You know, this Eric Spolstra's daddy. Yeah, well, that this love fest between the uh, Jimmy and the rest of his teammates that they're calling up and you know replacing him and all that stuff, and he basically saying that you know fuck them and all that stuff, you know, sending them texts and stuff like that, saying how much they suck. Oh my god, I love him even more now. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Butler is representing what I represent when I bother my paralegal, and I'm just trying to get into it. Is which is EOE. You know what EOE we do in our office? We call it excellence over everything. That's what Jimmy's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that leadership. I, that's my trademark. That, by the way, copyright it. Make sure that no one steals it from Put us. Put on a shirt. That's some, ah, yeah. I don't know. That, that's actually too good for for a shirt that's me. Put to Andrew. But you know what? That's what you can put for you guys, or as a trio, EOE. But Giannis, bruh, bruh, is that you're gonna be your excuse? Everybody who wins, they were just the perfect team. You know, Phoenix Suns should just use that. You know, mm. Lakers use. Everybody should use. It. It was the perfect thing. What a dumb statement. He betrayed us. And you know what? Screw your team. Fraud. Fraud. Uh, yeah, let's go down the NBA because I haven't really... You didn't have a tough opponent. NBA. There, I'm going to make my retort, my immature report. You, fought yeah. the, you played the Phoenix Suns, who I was like, they're fake. And I was proven right. All right, so NBA standings as of right now. So the Chicago Bulls are in first place in the East, but they've lost four games Bronx. in a row. But they're technically tied with the Heat. Uh winning percentage wise you know whatever you know so we're there we're seven to three in the last few games the brooklyn nets behind by half a game working with their thing uh, uh kevin durant's outright so ah uh, yeah he's out for four, six weeks yeah so that'll affect them in some way especially with Kyrie not playing every single game uh, so that means you're gonna put it all on james harden's shoulders yeah so, my god which i mean he kind of did in houston uh for <sighs> for a bit and of course he's uh um in the east so it kind of helps with you know trying to round out that sixth spot right there anyways uh cleveland yeah the Cavs. they're, they're back <laughs> they're tw- oh, there's no ricky rubio yeah well they're 27 and 18 they're in fourth place the milwaukee bucks the uh yeah, fifth place right now you know i don't know if they feel like they're a team that can just turn it on but of course all these teams all have like 27 and 28 wins right now so it's not that big of a difference between each one of them philadelphia the you know of course they're frauds they're 25 and 18 right now eight and two in the last 10 but respect y'all on need or leading you know oh, that's no, the thing no. you can hate a team mm-hmm. but we can respect a guy to do this when a punk ass, and we're just saying punk ass, we're going to go a little PG-13 today, Ben Simmons, <laughs> trying to use mental health as an excuse of why he can't play. Because that's, for Andrew's sake, that's like the cop-out excuse that he says. And they don't go into details, obviously, and stuff like that. Really, it's just whole, like, y'all don't want to trade me, so I'm looking for a justifiable way to not get docked my pay anymore. Yes, I'm speculating. Yes, I'm a jerk. Get used to it. But... The fact that Joel Embiid's able to kind of bring this team to come back, he's they're like ripping and roaring at Tim. They're ninety nine at home, which is uh, that's that's uh oh, they're only ninety nine at home. They're sixteen and nine on the road. Interesting. For remember, it's yeah, they also went without a little bit of some players. But yeah. I respect Joel Embiid. I don't respect Doc Rivers. You know why? <laughs> but yeah. good for them. Yeah. Good for good for them to be like Ben Simmons. If we really we don't need you to win, Joel Embiid's gone. It's Ben Simmons leading that team. They're not a six seed. 
Let's see. They're maybe the outside looking in. And then the the bottom four teams after that, they're basically fighting for the seven eight spot. Charlotte, twenty four and twenty. Washington, they started off well this season, but then you know fell back down to twenty three and twenty one. Toronto, twenty one and twenty, and Boston at twenty three and twenty two. Uh, when is that? When are they going to break that up? Because they 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 have to at this point, right? You're you're not breaking up because you put Brad Stevens in power. I mean, he really is just right trying to reconstruct the team from 2017-2018. Isaiah Thomas is going to come back. I, I can't foresee them break up because here's the thing: you still need a fan base, and um, Jalen Brown is a likable player. And whatever weaknesses you want to say that is there on him, you know, is this really? what you want to break up with when you can just try to stick out with the remainder of Al Horford's egregious contract. I know his stats are average, but he's still getting on the back end of like, what? hundred million from a yeah. four year deal. So this is the second third. It should be going to a third year. So that's concerning. And then you really have no other money spent elsewhere. Oh wait, you spent too much on Marcus smart. I like Marcus smart as a player. I, I don't know if what he doesn't fit what you really should have shipped that team to be. And there's no shooters, but you can't break it up because it's like, what do you have? Remember um, the Celtics about seven years ago when they didn't have Tatum and Brown? Mm-hmm. It was terrible. It was barely watchable, you know. But basketball. They had. It was for them. They, they had to make the transition. That was the thing. That was that was just what they had to do. And it just feels but, like they whatever they have right now is not going to cut it. I mean, yeah. and look, what's more, all these East teams are kind of all right next to each other. They're basically going down the line with regards to the amount of wins that they have so it's not like a team can't turn it around hey boston seven they three. Could. yeah they're seven and three in their last 10 so it's not like they they can't turn it around and and nab one of those spots they just have to get hot but but remember rookie coach so it's yeah. vastly different this was still a brad stevens team i could see it turn around you yeah. can see it this ain't brad this is the guy whose name i can't pronounce because i can barely say my own last name in court Ukameni, Ukameni, I'm not being offensive. I just don't know. I looked at it once. I'm like, that's going to be hard for me to pronounce. I had a hard time saying Scott Skiles for a long time because I used to say Scott Skiles because for some <laughs> reason, he's a funny guy so it wants to come in out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, Boston, and I'm not poo-pooing it. A lot of my friends are, I've been to Boston games when I went to TD. Uh, a lot of my friends are Boston Celtics fans. I don't have that kind of hatred the way that some Miami Heat fans do. Um, you gave us Ray Allen. Thank you, Boston. Yeah, but, it was, that was, that was eh. a momentary rivalry more than anything yeah. else. It's not like... It was a big three versus yeah. a big three. Exactly. Really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. New York. Knicks. <laughs> 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 22 and 23, 489. Tom's getting fired next year, right? this year uh i mean uh, unless the next are trying to be less you know i i don't think he can sell dolan on not firing him yeah. remember they phased out uh mark Fisdale. that's all you need to know of mm-hmm. how they treat people if they're not getting the expectations but yeah that was fired I, I get mid-season. that but it feels like this has been the best coach that they've had in a while and i don't know if they if they're ready to make them, you know, scare them away. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. They're five and five the last 10. Atlanta. And then, and then it's a huge drop off after that. Atlanta, 18 and 25. I guess, you know, it was kind of a fluke season that they had last year. 
So didn't they have injuries in the Rona? Because yeah, yeah, that's, that's the hard well. part with predicting anything yeah. these days. That's true as well. Indiana at fifteen and twenty nine. I have no Ooh. idea what's going on with that team. I think they're trying to. Well, there was a rumor about trading uh, Miles Turner. No, no. Um, was it Sabonis? Uh, you can't trade. Sub- I mean, for, could. like for De'Aaron Fox at, out in Sacramento. Why don't you have Michael Broden? Is that what you? I don't know. There's some it? rumors there. I and yeah, there, there's some rumors out there for that. Um, our good friend Brandon Rourke, I follow his Twitter. Follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter, FJOJR, Charles the True, Dan Frijole, Sports Goose, mm-hmm. Brandon Rourke. We'll give him a shout out. I think they were saying that Miles Turner was on the trade block as a chip as well. Yeah, but I can see that. I, isn't it terrible that this is what happens to every who, who's their coach now? Oh, it's um Rick Carlisle. So oh, he comes back? in with this presumption. I didn't he was back. Yeah, he, yeah, he's their he's the coach for the Pacers. He's back, back again. Oh, I didn't know he yeah. was back. Okay. I mean, so he even had the run. I mean, that's why he was out for a bit. Yeah, I think it's basically like a wash year for Indiana. They're just like, okay, let's just trade what we can, whatever we got. We got Rick Carlisle, who's been there before as as their head coach, and he's. And but everybody's so young, so it's like teams you want to just have, get rid of everybody. I, I know, but he's he's found ways with teams like this, and and he's he's been able to stick around a long time with a bunch of teams with Indiana, with Dallas, obviously. Um, so I think Indiana's just basically going to let him stay, let them ride out a rebuild or whatever they want to do right here. So uh, Detroit, Detroit's bad. 1033. Very bad. But bad by design. Yeah, bad by design. Hoping to, you know, rebuild and then pull off what the Red Wings are doing out in Detroit right now, trying to get back to relevancy in some sort of way. And the Magic are awful. You know, Andrew's, so Andrew's beloved Orlando Magic. We're sorry. <laughs> They're so more. bad that he doesn't even want to get invested into watching. Yeah. That's really bad when a team that has Orlando in its name just scares away Andrew. You know? And he, he, listen, this man, if you just, he, he will go support an Orlando yeah. literally yeah. team if he has to. That's his love yeah. for that very, very, you know, yeah. muddled hell. Arena Football League. Orlando. You know, whatever you want to put out there, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay, so that's the East West. West. Uh, Phoenix is in first place, but Charles doesn't believe Ross. in them, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, Golden State. They've lost. A f- they, they've lost a few games. Uh, c- can mm. you believe it? Uh, they're in second place, thirty-two and twelve. Memphis. 31-15, that's a team mm. I want to see do some things. That's right. a team. You know, John Morant, they're a 9-1 in the last 10. Uh, I, and that's when they blew up, because remember, they let Valanchunas go, and they traded for Steven Adams. And mm-hmm. we're like, what? Like, I always liked Valanchunas, but they have a plan. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They, they, it's terrifying. Well, I mean, they've done this before, where it's basically like, okay. Well, no, before it was, you know, they had the, the grit and grind stuff, and it was basically like a team right. that had good chemistry with each other. And, you know, we're doing that. But here they actually have a star. They have an actual star. A good uh, second man with Dion Brooks. Exactly. And and chemistry. That's working out for them. So I like what they're doing out in Memphis. They're kind of like my West team right now that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I hope they actually do something this year. Uh, Utah, 29-15, but they're a regular season team, so I don't care. Really? Well, the idea is that let them get to like a fourth seed, and then that's when they'll show up because they were cursed the last two years. That's true. Like, they've had expectations. Oh, 
Yeah, if they have less expectations, they might be able to do something. And at the four or five seed, they could actually win a round, you know, move on mm-hmm. to the next. Yeah, so uh, Dallas at 25 19. They've been hot mm-hmm. as of late, 9 and 1, last 10. Uh, yeah. Denver, but of course, that's where the Paris Rolophus is as well, you know. Listen, you know, we were what my hate boner for the NFL season was the Seahawks. You know where I'm directing that energy to, kids, <laughs> for the NBA. Well, right now, the Grizz would, if the playoffs started, the Grizz would match up against Denver, and, you know, it'd be nice to see Ja taking out, making uh, making the Paris Rolophus extinct. That'd be great, you know. That young man's going to beat that ass for us. <laughs> uh, Minnesota at 7, 500. <sighs> feels wrong uh, feels wrong yeah because well. we i think we made the joke of you know we like we like consistency and it's always like minnesota's trash yeah and now it's like they're not trash well, and they're I 500 like it's not like you know they're not like they're, they're world beaters but mm-hmm. they haven't been 500 in so long that's the thing <laughs> it feels dirty so if they reaching 500 is like holy crap what are they doing out there they're doing great and it's yeah, been, that's yeah, like it's if been the that Baltimore bad Orioles Minnesota. are going to be yeah. competent. You know? Yeah, of course, Jimmy, you know, they spurned Jimmy. So, of course, got to hate on them for that a little bit. But I feel like Cat kind of deserves a little something to be happy about, given what he's gone through. Stop so. being fucking traded away from the Minnesota Timberwolves. They just won't let him go. Yeah, well. Uh, the Lakers, but I don't want to talk about the Lakers because enough people talk about them. The Clippers behind them, 22-23. Um, they were at the Rams game, so. What? I mean, look, when you lost your one-two, yeah. might as well just phone it in. Yeah, well, yeah, twenty-two and twenty-three, they're kind of. St- I mean, phone. I mean, twenty-two, twenty-three, and you're, I guess, semi-phoning it in, maybe, but I don't know, probably not. Um, uh, Portland, uh, uh, they're bad. They're a bad team. Chauncey Billups is just a terrible coach. James what a Allen. great hire, right? What a great hire. And people were warning them about this. So, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't understand why he was the one that they felt like, ah, you know, this, this, this will be great. You know, Dame will love him. Uh, okay. Because uh, it seems like that's the progression. Oh, you're a former player on a great Pistons well, team. That, oh, okay, you're yeah, also seems like the, uh, analyst. The, you know, because that was happening out in Major League Baseball. Of course, you're, you know, Aaron Boone is one of those guys where it's just like, yeah, you have no other experience doing this, but we're going to make you the coach now or the head or, or the manager, you know? And Chauncey Billups, who I think he was, was he working in a front office for a team? before this no i think he was shadowing he was shadow okay so he wasn't even really doing anything he wasn't even like an assistant gm in some sort of way right um because other guys have been like assistant gms and and well it's not like james jones it was like ah just go well, yeah james so, jones yeah, that's that, that's went that heat through, yeah james jones went through the process he was you know an assistant gm you know all that stuff and then now he's doing his own thing uh but yeah all right uh sacramento is sacramento 18, Alvin Gentry, that, that's that's the interim yeah. coach because they fired uh, Walton for yeah. being overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Antonio, man, they have not recovered from Kawhi leaving. They they really were planning that like the next dec- decade out. Yeah. And man, that really really. I watched a video about this on on YouTube about the the fall of the Spurs uh, and Kawhi's relationship. 
And yeah, it was, sheesh, man, that was ugly. Uh, and New Orleans, uh, I don't know what's going on with Williamson. I haven't, like, everything needs Ben Simmons, ain't it? Yeah. But he wants to trade out. I think that's like overplayed because what young man who's just coming to the league is going to be that arrogant to check their talents? You know, we say check the privilege when we're arguing. Mm-hmm. It's like check the talents. I'm so good. I have one full season of health, but I had that one full season at Duke. So you guys are going to want to trade me. I'm like, I, I think that's just media spin. Obviously, no one would really want if you were a parent because that was a. Is he back in shape the, again? I, I have no idea what's going on with him. He's been battling with a foot injury. Yeah, he hasn't played all the season. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm. But the whole thing is about his shape and stuff like that. I'm just just saying, is he going to be coming? Remember, but that's the thing they want to call him fat. I'm like, what? He's not Eddie uh, Eddie Curry up in here. I don't know. I think people are trying to kind of add that narrative of him being like the Jamarcus Russell of of the NBA. This is why I hate fandom. And here's the thing. Y'all Twitter people, even though I said follow us on Twitter, y'all are fake, man. Like, if we were (laughs) face-to-face with anybody, you ain't going to say it. And that's why I don't, like, engage even to go and get retorted back. But bringing it back to Zion, it has been shitting on the kid since day one. Hands down. Yeah. And we, we, I like Zion. I remember what he was doing at Duke. I I don't know what he could be because you haven't played. Mm -hmm. A whole season, three seasons, but you can see the potential. And and, the same thing happened to Embiid. Same thing happened to Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. But well, with Embiid, it was back-to-back MCL, ACLs. With him, I think he goes from having – I don't even remember who his rookie coach was. Then he goes to Stan Van Gundy, and the thing is Stan's way was archaic. We yeah. love Stan Van Gundy up in this house, but it was just too archaic to go in. Yeah. And now I don't even know who their, their coach is. You know, I, I just know it was an assistant from – I think it was from Dallas, but I'm not sure coming into it. So going back to rookie coaches there's always gonna be that hard development so if he leaves it's not going to be because of the money it's going to be because of who's going to be the next guy development because zion's only like what 22 oldest so if he's that age he's going to want to go to somewhere where they're going to develop him to be the best that he can be and there's a certain place called south florida miami we'll take you we don't know how we're going to use you but why not go ahead come love us when are we signing demarcus cousins i don't know going on moving on uh okc fourteen twenty nine. And Houston, rebuild. rounding out the bottom, rebuild as well. So that's the NBA, and that's way past our halfway point. So I, I, let's just, let's just do it, guys. A word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you, that we've been enjoying over the last week. All right, guys. Charles has been sitting on something for quite a bit. I don't know if he's ready to do it this time. I got three. Oh. I got three. Okay, so. You know, one very small one a continuation of last week and then the big one mm. so i don't know if you want to take segment seven i can knock all right all I'll, I'll i'll roll this into this thing because it's really the only thing i've been doing um lately over the last week especially this week it's been i'm tired uh but i got into a series of games crackdown that's what i've been playing a lot lately uh so the crackdown series that's that's what I'm that's where I'm at right now. Uh, crackdown. Callback. Yeah, it's uh, it's still going on. I'm oh wow, that is giving me a seizure in a way. Gosh, a seizure warning to everybody watching that. Uh, you won't you won't see that in the audio version of it, but you know. Okay, uh, but yeah, it's basically an open world sandbox where you are an agent for like basically. Uh, uh, a, po- uh, a police, a law enforcement organization that's uh, 
got a little too powerful, let's just say. A little too powerful. I've kind of overreached a bit, and that's kind of like the storyline of the game. Uh, I've, I've already played through the first two games. The first game was really fun. I, 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 I like the controls of the game. It actually makes sense to me. Uh, you know, running around, using the right stick to move around and stuff. You can lock on. Using the left trigger and shoot with the right. You can punch people. Uh, you can jump very high. There's a lot of... Um, there's there's these orbs that you can collect along the way in the in the in the world that make your character better uh, with their agility and things like that. At least in the first game, uh, and and every time you beat up enemies and 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 kill them, you get orbs that help with your and and depending on how you kill them with your grenades uh, throwing ability, with your shooting ability, or with your fighting ability, and uh, you can collect orbs to help with your agility, with how high you can jump and how fast you can run. And also, you can drive cars and different vehicles in the game as well. That helps with, and you can collect to improve yourself there. So you start off uh, being able to do things. It's, it's, it's not, and, and you level up pretty quickly with uh, collecting the orbs and things like that. So it's, it kind of... It's and there's three different difficulty levels in the in the first game. In the second game there's four. I of course played it on the easiest one because I just want to have fun and it is fun. I like hopping around and exploring. Kind of gave me a Breath of the Wild type of vibe without being Breath of the Wild and just let me explore. Kind of look in the nooks and crannies of the game. Um, it's online multiplayer, so you can have people join in on your game and help you. Uh, finish off some missions and things like that the second game is a lot more heavy on the multiplayer there's a, a lot of missions that feel a lot that, that definitely feel a lot easier when you play with multiple people i was able to play online multiplayer there's people still playing uh, especially crackdown too there's people still playing that game on 360 but i think it's backwards compatible with like series x and xbox one so that's probably why and it's and it's free also the first two games are free so if you have an xbox 360 or xbox one or series x uh they're free you can just download them and play so uh you don't have the free with the dlc and everything so you don't have to buy anything there and then the third one which is on xbox one and series x and pc i haven't started playing that yet but i probably will download it soon i might actually download it tonight because uh i've had a good day today so <laughs> i want to want to reward myself in some sort of way i had a jelly donut uh, that was the other thing I, I ordered myself there. Um, and yeah, this this game's fun. I, I really, really have enjoyed it. I've kind of blasted through them. Uh, I think the first game took me like... I think I spent like 10 hours in the first game. The second game was like 5 hours. Uh, especially with the help from people online. I, got, I was able to get some super powerful people to help me with uh, finishing off the missions faster than the average time. So... I was able to get through it pretty quickly. I'm ready to move on to the third one. So, uh, uh, let's yeah. So I, I, I'm done. I'm done with the Crackdown series. It's great. So uh, promo code. Ah oh, man, what's something to say in the game? I'm not even sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, oh yeah, and there's a there's a a guy that kind of feeds you intel and things like that, and he's got a really fun voice. I like that guy. So. Uh, I'll just put hell yeah, as Charles said. Okay, 
so it's fun. I like really it. crackdown games. Uh, I can go next. I can knock out all three real quickly in a small time. So obviously, first and foremost, non-sponsor, my niece just born, Scarlet. We give you love right there. Hey. Everybody's thinking about being a robot for not immediately crying. Children, me, I'm like, meh, you know, it's a baby. Pay taxes. You know, what are you crying for, baby? I I should be crying. Me. But, you know, she's cute. I'll probably see her sometime this week. She was born Monday, so I'll give her a little shout-out. That's Goof's Nest gets bigger. Don't ask me about kids. I'm going to get a vasectomy. But you know what? She's my non-sponsor for telling me to get a vasectomy if you don't want to clean up baby poo-poo and everything like that. So, with love, sure. Um, continuation, because last week's non-sponsor was my PS5. I beat it. I have to give a shout out to it. Returnal. Loved it. I hated it. I loved it at the same time. It's basically like just, you know, playing a video game version of me with all the issues there. Fantastic. Loved it. Easier than it should be. Absolutely loved it. Promo code for that is uh, Don't Fear the Reaper. Anybody who's played the game will know. Just play it. it you, you don't want to play it. Don't pay full price for it. Get it for eight bucks like I did because I'm a, you know, I'm a G when it comes to that. Loved it. But let's talk to the real thing. You know, that's just me giving a continuation for it. Um, fellas. Uh, I I don't think you guys have ever been jealous of me, and I don't think anybody should ever be jealous of me. I don't think anybody should be jealous of anybody. I don't think anybody should be envious things like that because that creates destruction path to the dark side. But I think I did an ultimate sin last week when I sent you a location of where I was at and what I was eating. So as everybody knows, I'm willing to die for food. Not talking about willing to kill or anything like that, or willing to die willy-nilly. I have that phrase... I'm not here. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, right? To quote Drake and everything comes into it. And that's usually my mindset when it comes to anything good food-wise, snack-wise, everything in between. You know I have done the KFC Cheetos. You know I have done like the mega stuff Oreos so you didn't have to do it. That's really what I should do for a podcast of my own thing is like I ate this so you didn't have to, but I like to enjoy my food. Well, last week, I'm pretty sure I died, went to heaven made out with Jesus and got sent back to earth to talk to you all about what is out there. So you guys know what the American staple is for every diner, for every place they go to, whether it's in the South in the North, Midwest, the West coast, it's chicken and waffles, hands down. There's a place that I frequent whenever I get the opportunity to, when I'm on my way to Fort Pierce that said, Hey, sir, I'm like, hi, how you doing? Please take a seat. Thank you. Do you like chicken? I'm like, I love chicken. You love waffles? I like, I love waffles. I don't know why we precious waffles over pancakes. We all should be a happy, harmonious community. Like, you like chicken and waffles? I'm like, oh, yeah, obviously I love chicken and waffles, but we offer chicken and waffles. Okay, you offer chicken and waffles, but hey, we offer a variety of waffles. I'm like, what kind of waffles are we talk about here? I'm like, you can make some specialty waffles. What kind of specialty waffles? And then I look at this beautiful menu. I open it up. <laughs> I order this thing, and your boy got chicken tender because the thing is if i'm in my full dress clothes for work i can't do wings and you know legs because it's gonna get saucy everywhere if i was a normal t-shirt hands down it's gonna happen so i got the chicken tenders but i got chicken tenders and and of course in hot sauce andrew i'm no i'm no schlub i got you but then i also got where, 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 waffles. where was this where was this fat chicken p-h-a-t-z you know that's because that's what i was feeling in my soul fat chicken fort pierce boys i sent y'all the photos it was ungodly and it was ungodly delicious what they did with the oreos at the crushy oreo show and then they had the white glazing over it and then they had the hot sauce and they gave me a little bit of that maple syrup I'm like, okay okay i was crying and i was kind of full halfway through but mama did not raise no pop there it is 
fat's chicken shack and i've had it before it was actually gonna be a non-sponsor in 2021 because i had the chicken and um fruity pebble waffles they have red velvet waffles mm. they have all this other stuff and thankfully i have court next week next wednesday baby Yummy. you know what i'm gonna get get me some fats but when i say it was simply <laughs> delicious it was so good and i've actually got a free shirt there before because i guess i was like the first customer of the day i was like oh hey thanks oh every day but they have it a is, food it truck is good you know damn if, if you guys in the food truck go get that but mm. the chicken is succulent i've had also the wings before too and they're good too they're tasty the sauce is very good to get the mild they're spicy it's kind of hot no kidding it can get you there but oreo waffles man and so anybody who's in my area treasure coast area martin county fort pierce indian river county um or if you're just coming on and gliding all over get yourself some goodish man i haven't had a chicken combination like that since i had brothers down in new orleans at the convenience store and i wasn't even hammered this time when i had that fat's chicken and all that fun stuff because it was just delicious but i sent y'all the photos it was delicious it was so good i want to hear what you guys have to say on that but promo code fats um what would i have it's like I, just 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 greatness i'm just gonna put it as that the oreo waffle changed my life it, it, it changed my life. So promo code greatness, fats, chicken and shack for peers. I think they have one in your river as well. You get the red velvet waffle. That's going to be my next go-to, but I got to make sure that I have time to digest all that food. It's going to be so good. I'm sorry. I'm hungry for it now. Kissing Jesus right there. I, I'm trying to find more photos of this thing because hold on, let me see if I can find it on like Yelp or something. Cause they gotta have, you should have just you know, uploaded the one I sent y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Fats, chicken shack. Here we go, Fort Pierce. Here we go. Here we go. That's that's where we're at. That's where we are at. Where are the photos? Give me those photos. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just know I will die for the show and I will die for this food. And know that if you put something in my area, I will try it. Unless it's a Beyond KFC bucket, that's wrong. Yeah. But you know what's not wrong? Oreo waffles. There, there, there's the Oreo waffle right there. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Gigantic Ooh, Belgian baby, waffle. Every day. Look at that with the chicken wings on the side. On the side, by the way. Chicken Bruh, wings on the you, side. It's more waffle than wings. I never thought you'd get that kind of combo. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's not even like fried chicken. I think they have a fried chicken option. I didn't see it per se, but um, I mean, there's the menu. Like I said, I tried to eat it's, it's on its side. Oh, look at that. Uh, fats and they have empanadas too. Southwest Bro. egg rolls. Look at garbage fries, corn nuggets. Yeah, they got tacos I, too. I mean, it, huh. it, it, it's nice knowing you guys because you know I'm done. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going there, and then it's finally gonna happen. I'm gonna die as I live, just clogging my arteries. Okay. Woo. Oh, that looks so good. Yeah, and uh, Francis goes on a diet. Everybody who's listening. Yeah. And no, I'm, like, the the the, the goal is to get to the taco pass. Okay, it's like Xbox Game Pass, but for tacos. You get one taco a day for free. It's a subscription service to Taco Bell. Um, I would find that weird. I just walk in every day. It's like, all right, give me give me the usual. <laughs> I, I used to work at um, Vitamin Shop, and the building was two minutes, not even walking distance to a Taco Bell. So that that's really how you're going to make your money. And my buddy and I talked about this because this is obviously in-depth conversation I have with my other fat friends like myself, where they're just like, 
but you know you're always going to pay more because you can't just eat one burrito. I'm like, I understand that. But for the what? fact is, if for people who are in that vicinity, 20 bucks a month or whatever I'm paying, I'm going to obviously have a huge – I'm going to be fed every day if it's close to me. You know what I mean? That's the mindset. That's the logic. I would do it. I'm just saying. So I was listening to my the normal food podcast that I listen to because that's that's how I am, uh, and they were talking about the Taco Pass and how it actually might be a symbol of equality for the future. And and here's why: it's like like you could literally like buy like let's say you have you have somebody who's down on the luck or somebody you know is like hey it's hard for them to afford food you could buy them a Taco Pass. For like 10 bucks and they know that they have at least one guaranteed meal per day uh, actually yeah. yeah this this could be taco bell's ultimate form of altruism that we're seeing right now like it could be I that mean, taco bell's ultimate form of altruism is just feeding me every day <laughs> their cheddar chalupa you know mm. is really good yeah man the grilled burrito chalupa was good too yeah yeah, so we're you. Know, you guys know what I miss about Taco Bell? What? Choco tacos. The Choco Taco. Choco Taco. I never I had it. Taco Taco. I never had it. It was like a, a limited time, the time dessert that they had. I'm assuming because right now they have those weird cinnamon sticks. It wasn't limited time. It wasn't limited time. They. It was just there, man. Wow. Oh, there was the Taco. You know what I'm talking Bell about, taco. right, Charles? There yeah. Was, there was. Oh, oh yeah. There was the Taco Bell apocalypse that happened, uh, where they they took out a lot of the things from the menu when they were trying to streamline the menu. A lot of people hated that. This was before that. Mm. This was about what circa six years ago, if that. Mm. Gosh, now I got another thing I that I miss out. is their uh, taco salad. Yeah, that actually wasn't bad. Remember they tried to make the fresca or whatever, try to be fresh. Taco Bell Choco taco what the they still uh, sell them the it, they're still sold <laughs> eater.com has the history of the choco taco oh that looks fantastic they That's good i mean they still they're still sold in stores but i don't know there's nothing like actually having it in the taco bell after you've had a real taco wow so it's basically you like what happens the is, Mexican ice cream sandwich. Yeah. They bastardized yeah, it's, it's, the apple and banana too. So that's why you miss the chocolate taco. Mm, the chocolate taco. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Damn. Okay. All right. Okay. Way off track. Sorry, Andrew. Taco Bell's, Taco Bell's availability, uh, 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 the Choco Taco's availability at Taco Bell eventually ended much to the chagrin of a few hearty souls on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but Taco Bell, let's see, the Bell Nobel, the Choco Taco can now be found in approximately 120,000 Good Humor slash Unilever convenience store freezers, as well as warehouse stores and supermarkets. So, Okay. Oh, that looks beautiful. Look at it floating right there. Our right, Andrew, what's yours? Well, I'll be honest. I haven't had a lot of time to think because my life has been studying. Mm. Um, but when I do get free time, like I mentioned last week, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts. And 
I have one company to thank for the ability to continue playing Kingdom Hearts because I don't have wired controllers. I have wireless controllers, Bluetooth controllers, or whatever. And I have to thank Energizer. Here we go. Because I bought a charger, charging port from them. Um, stick it in, uh, stick the charger in for about a couple of hours, and bam, there you go, freshly charged controller. Uh, especially useful for me because one of my controllers is broken, um, and it makes games practically unplayable. So I just pop this thing in overnight, and bam, it's ready to go the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you guys. <laughs> hey, man. Um, promo code bunny because of the Energizer bunny. Yeah. Hey, man, we, we've Thanks all been there. Next you little motherfucker. We, we, we all been there. Like, uh, you know, like I, I have my 360 controller right now. Oh, I bought an Xbox Elite controller, uh, for, for cheap on, Ooh. for cheap on Goodwill. So that one's going to come in at some point. And it's been, uh, yeah, just using these these batteries. Of course, having the Wii and having to replace batteries, have the rechargeable battery packs and things like that. It's always nice to have those uh, to to go along with and get them from like an actual company like Energizer instead of a weird third party or something like that, like Nyko. <laughs> so, yeah, all right, okay, guys, that's it for the non-sponsors. We're at the one hour and thirty minute mark. What else do you guys want to talk about? Because I've got nothing. Um, we didn't talk about the NFL, right? No, we did not. Yeah, 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 we did not. Yeah. So I guess we are. Yeah. So let's go. Let's do it. NFL Wild Card Weekend. Because I actually named this episode Wild Card Weekend, and we have to talk about it. So we're gonna go game by game. I'm pulling up the NFL app on my phone because uh, some things happen. Of course, convictions were justified. For Charles, <laughs> so let's actually and let's start it off with the Los Angeles Rams. The last game that was just played, Los Angeles Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. All right, uh, and yeah, <laughs> uh, very easy victory for for LA. All right, Charles, go go ahead, go start start the gloating. You know what the problem is? Mm. I have a degree in political science. That's how I'm going to start this. I'm a lawyer. What that led to in both my careers is to be able to analyze statistics and also look at the CNI test. And part of it revolves practicality because you can have all the degrees. You can write all the little articles. You could do everything that you want, but when you fall in love with statistics, you don't know ish. And I learned that in a very, very young age. You know who did not learn that? Everybody who just suckled the teat of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury because they looked at fantasy football instead of seeing eye test. Put me as a scout. Don't bring me your analytics. Y'all were loving on Kyler Murray, Mr. Keebler Elf, part two, Russell Wilson. Saying he was going to be this, the Cardinals are going to be good. They started out strong, seven and one. And you analyze like, oh, they went seven and one. And I had been on this show, and I gave you hardline statistics. I said, who did they play? They beat us, sure. They beat us week one. But who did they beat? Who have they beaten? They haven't beat much. They won games about Colt McCoy. Fantastic. That is CNI test because Colt McCoy, 
he's a not standout quarterback, but he's a quarterback. He understands the concept. He understands plays. He doesn't play backyard football. You know, come into certain things, into it, and then they limp. They limp like me finishing my fats, chicken, and waffles meal as I limped to the bathroom. They limped to the playoffs. They didn't even win the regular game season when they actually could have won their division on the line. They lost to Seattle, whereas the Rams took it in. Remember, Rams embarrassed them already one time, but everybody's like, we love the favorites because we look at Kyler Murray's 24 and 10 stats. He's a runner. He passed off on playing for the Oakland Athletics to be in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury is doing wonders. Guys, Cliff Kingsbury is an incremental rise to success. It's like two games, one per season. Went six and something. Went eight and eight last year. This time you went like 10 and seven or 11 and seven. I don't know how to do math. Guys, 11 and six. Yeah, 11 and seven. Yeah. And when they showed up, you still got to play the game. To quote Delani Walker, we love you, Delani. Because of playoffs. Yeah, um, yeah, but we love Delaney. We love Delaney Walker, who is a tight end, a tight end when Cleveland was being crowned. He's like, you want to crown crown them? You still got to play the game. They didn't play the game. Yeah, I looked at the little games that they did beat, looked at the statistics. You're like, oh, God, look, Murray, he's got 24 touchdowns. He's going to do all these things. And then if you watched him play, and I only watched two full postseasons games this weekend. I watched the Raiders game and I watched this game because, you know, Monday night. Raw had to take a back seat to Monday Night Right. And it felt so good. Where the own line kept collapsing. Where no one was really open. Poor AJ Green got murdered on the field, causing a fumble. Kyler pulled a Carson Wentz. Even when Booger McFarlane, who is a pretty much like straight man of comedy humor, says, what in the Carson Wentz are you doing? Where he just tossed that up when he's about to get... You take the safety. You don't take the touchdown. And it was just pure decimation. No one did anything right. And it goes to what I also said. Do we like Kyler Murray? Or was Kyler Murray really benefiting from standout wide receivers? His first season, who was a standout wide receiver? Larry Fitzgerald. I know Larry just formally retired. I don't know why you're pulling this whole song and dance. It's yeah, annoying now. Old but, Larry, but whatever. You know, still, yeah, but Larry, it was still, still good. Famer, you know. And then who was he benefiting off last year and this year? DeAndre Hopkins. But our boy DeAndre, and we love D-Hop. D-Hop got bezels a lot last year as he led me to the finals. What happened to DeAndre, though? Torres MCL. Mm. He wasn't showing up, and it showed. The O-line was also very bad, too, so I'm not going to put everything color. But it felt right because people are like, oh, the Rams are just you know flashing show. I'm like, yes, they are. But they're not as fraudulent. Rams would be maybe what we say fraudulent. You got the full complete word. Mm. The Cardinals were mm. straight up frauds, and I called that in the beginning. Fraudulent is a criminal act. You did something of notoriety. Frauds is a jep. It's a jape. It's it's a jest. And I feel so good saying it. I was like, and I don't watch it start to finish, but I watched the majority of it. And then I played Sackboy because my soul, yeah. you know, had to deal with what happened. Yeah, the palate cleanser. <laughs> the palate cleanser. But I went back and I beat that damn game because mm. listen, let me tell you something about me, boys. I rise up when the stress is on. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Not it was just black play calls, but it was it was just no bueno. And I don't know if that Rams team is good to contend fully. I mean, the, the Cardinals, Tampa. Yeah, the Cardinals. Let's. I mean, they they just that first half of the season was the first half, but that second half was just. And going back to Mister Analytics, Mister Fantasy Football, people and misses all things uh, equal is that when you start the playoffs, the record is zero zero. It is not 11-6. It is not, unfortunately, 12-5 and five, like my Tennessee Titans. It is 
zero zero because it's a whole new ball game a whole new world don't you dare close your eyes princess jasmine you know and they weren't ready and here's the thing how much longer do you go with this because Clingsbury has a tendency of everything kind of falling down on him but there was nothing he kind of did adjustment wise to make kyler look better in the second half or even after you you should really be like hey Pick six, what's going on? Because here's the big problem. Here's the damnation of Kyler Murray's football career in his very early year. And I'm not necessarily Kyler. I don't hate anybody. I mean, you know, I'm unreasonable, but I'll, I'll talk trash, you know, me, you know, because I'm also a graduate. I love trash. But here's the question you have to ask yourself. Could you have won that game if Colt McCoy was starting? And if that's the question Ooh. to be raised and asked, uh, y'all got some problems. Damn. Could Colt have not scrambled? Would Colt have – I mean, and like I said, when the O-line was bad, it was fractured. But would Colt McCoy have thrown the interception? Would Colt McCoy have been more accurate? You already won a couple games without him. I understand, hey, he's a backup for a backup game. But one game, man, one game is what you need coming into it. And I know we can say, well, if he had Hopkins. But even if he had Hopkins, it's not like the guy's 100% always open. So don't be silly mm. and bring that to me. But – I'm, I want you, and no one, as I've heard, said it because, of course, I feel like the Cardinals, because whom they have as their starting quarterback and other players, a lot of teams, depending if they have the special breed of players in there, always get the pass ask if they were really the reason why they cost their team the loss. And no one's ever the full reason why you lose in a game individually. It's a collective effort, sure. But it's fair to say, if, had we not had Kyler in place, had we sat him, had we done certain things, would we have won that game? And that's what I raised to you, good sirs. Mm. I don't know where the Rams take us, mm. but you know, if Sony Michelle and Cam Akers, your boy, is fully there, that could be a scary team too. If they get their, I mean, it's really because Aaron Donald's scary and Jalen Ramsey's scary, but Aaron Donald's just funny, and we love Aaron Donald. He feasted on mm. Ronnie Hunt. Yeah, he is. But it felt good to be right, you know. Which all means is don't rely on statistics. Don't rely. Stop. Also. Fans, stop relying on those NFL predictions. We love them because we love things as human beings. We love two things. We love predictions, and I don't know about you guys. I love lists. Top tens. <laughs> Everybody loves lists. Best, top ten, worst. We love Gosh. them, and that's Watch who we are. On YouTube. <laughs> yep, that gamer ranks. That's who we are as people at the end of the day. But damn, it feels good to be right. Charles from Thomas, buy our shirts on the show, please. Yeah. All right, so that's the Cardinals and Rams. So that was that game. And, yeah, the Rams. Rams did all right you know they did all right all right um, uh the buccaneers and the eagles that that yeah yeah yeah. okay it was do you get a new quarterback for the eagles yeah do you have no they the the gm best basically said jalen hurts is qb1 starting next season they're gonna ride it i've heard they're gonna ride this i've heard a lot of things they're gonna ride this they're gonna ride it right now (laughs) so yeah he's, he's he's gonna be there so it's, it's, it's hurts all the way. Okay. All right. Okay. So hurts so good, right? Yeah. So Bucks and Eagles, that's what went down. So it's all right. Uh, all right. But hey, you threw 244 passing yards. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Next. Uh, Raiders and Bengals. Good ass game. Yeah. That was a good game. I'm happy for Cincinnati actually winning. So. You know, it means that yeah. something's happening. Joe Burrow's doing some some good things out in Cincinnati. I mean, Zach Taylor gets to keep his job. Someone made a – a lot of people actually made an interesting point hmm. that text messages were not invented until 1992. So someone who texted 
the Bengals have won a playoff game, it would literally be the first time in history. <laughs> That's funny. That it's ever been texted. That's ever been possible to text it. Wow. Yeah, Cincinnati finally wins a playoff game. Um, and yeah, really, the Raiders turned around, surprisingly turned around their season after all the crap that they went through. So it's at least semi-encouraging for them, right? Going into next season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Rick Pasecha, Pasachi, Pasachia, one day I'll get everybody's names right because I will learn phonetics and how to use my lips properly. I think he, he's earned his right to say that job, but we can't trust whatever the hell Mark Davis is trying to do, right? Yep, and it's the Raiders. You know, something always happens with that team. Next, <laughs> the Patriots and the Bills. Uh, thank I sure Damn. sure they did me they did me a solid that was that was the little brother finally beating up the big brother a little bit you know or the, the or the, the kid getting bullied and finally taking them out back and beating the crap out of him <laughs> you know yeah Tom Brady's not there and everything but still still the Bills finally were able to beat the Patriots outright this time so it's basically a, a a legitimate division title that they fought for so the Bills 47 and 17 beat down. A lot of Buffalo fans were were truly stroking it or moving it. I don't know. They were doing things to themselves on that day on the table that they jumped into. So yeah, yeah. And Allen first quarterback in Buffalo history with five passing touchdowns and no interceptions in the playoff game. Just absolutely beat down. And the last game. Oh no, no, the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers lost. So Chiefs are one. So. Man, that that was terrible. I, I've seen <laughs> old yellow, and it just seems <laughs> so appropriate that yeah. their colors are black and yellow. Oh no, but man, that's what it felt like. Yeah, it's the end of an era. So a true man. end of an era, not the 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 Disney thing that they did on that other game. So this was the true ending. <laughs> uh, and finally the. Niners and the Cowboys. I actually saw the end of this game. Mm, I love being right. Oh boy! And I looked back. I heard back on the uh, uh, on our last episode last week about what we were talk saying about this game, and uh, even my my little thing that I, my little splurt there that I said about hey man the Niners kind of have a little momentum going they could they could make some noise. In, against the, the Cowboys rivalry game, all this stuff. And, and look what happened. Look what happened, Charles. <laughs> you know? And that end of that game. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. All right. You let's know what talk I love about, about it. that game mm. is the fact that everybody's focusing so much on that last play that they forget that the Cowboys are playing ass the entire oh, yeah. Game. I mean, there was and that so, like that, the pick. that picture of that woman that was crying four minutes before the game was even ending. Like she just knew, she knew it was over. Like it's it. That yeah, was it. I don't think people realize how ridiculously hard it is to try to get forty yards with like five seconds left. So no matter what the play call would be, is that it was an impossible. It's accepting fate. It's not like the Miami Miracle guys. No, no, and, and yeah, especially when you have no momentum whatsoever. When you have no momentum whatsoever. It's, and they had none. Yeah. So, yeah, the Niners just jumping out 
to a big lead to start the game and then and then it's just punching the cowboys in the face just outright right in the mouth right in the mouth to start the game and it was it was their game to control from there on in after that they just had to sit on the lead they just had to sit on the lead and that was it um and yeah you know the cowboys tried to make something out of it at the end of the game but it was it was it was too little too late by that point and and then you had the final play the final play of the game everybody questioning the play call everybody questioning the the thing with the referees of course the the sound from the broadcast of the game with tony Romo going oh my goodness <laughs> that was great that was we funny. love tony Romo. he's a national oh, treasure for announcing yeah yeah of course but he's like oh my goodness i don't think they're gonna get it off like of course tony romo you know he he should get a charles Adamas shirt for himself because uh, mm-hmm. he, he's often very right about the things that he sees that before they even happen and things were going really badly and then of course he was explaining the rule as you know cowboys fans were throwing garbage at the the referees as they were leaving the stadium of course they knew how to run out but uh romo knew what was what was supposed to be done what was going down but uh, apparently Dak didn't know while he was trying to scramble there when they they ran the ball to try and you know get the play going and try and spike the ball but was for not charles was for not and of course the memes came in and uh Stephen a on espn laughing at michael irving and all the cowboys fans we all were we all were it was pretty fun man the niners have a ton of fans that travel well for sure or just loyalty yeah or have been loyal since the 90s slash 80s you know because they they've they've got a fan base because of that legacy and this was a legacy legacy rivalry series that was going down and the niners won and i'm happy because i can kind of sort of claim the niners as my team because uh my name's there so yay go san francisco all right yay all right and cowboys fans of course (laughs) yeah all right so i think combined with the start of the show where things kind of crapped out i think we're at the two hour mark in a sense so charles are you ready are we ready well we, we forgot one important thing if we're talking about the nfl mm. oh the upcoming week is derek hmm. yeah is derek henry coming back ah the is upcoming get a handy? week yes charles and my prediction so next week we have let's get the games that you don't really care about uh or kind of semi care about let's go uh, nfc san francisco versus green bay care about that big time yeah big Char- time charles's next conviction needs to be justified okay so that's that's happening and then uh what was the, what's the other ones come on guys what well, remember i also said sam fran was my nfc representative for the season so we really need this to be right yeah my amc was baltimore and that went to like hogwash because of everything so you know mm-hmm. whatever you know it's gonna be the chiefs but still yeah, so San Francisco versus Green Bay. I'm hope. Yeah, I'm hoping that we get a victory there as well. That would be fun. And then we have the LA Rams versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That should be a good game. That should be pretty actually fun. harder than you think. I feel because yeah. of all the injuries that Tampa has. Yeah, and because the Rams, I think if they actually play how they're supposed to play, as opposed to just trying to be Madden stats and mm. fantasy football purists, just run the ball. 
run the ball and then throw it to OBJ and then cup. Like it can't be more simple than that. So why are we making it difficult? Mm. Uh, the Buffalo versus Kansas City. So Ooh, here we go. Good. Rematch. Let's do it. Uh, for I think uh, was it the AFC Championship? A couple AFC. Years, a yeah. couple years ago. And mind you, Charles did say that the Bills were frauds. So I need to be right about this. All mm. the things I talked smacked about are once again up to fruition. <laughs> I can't deal with that anxiety, boys. Yeah. So then. We have the final one. Cincinnati versus Tennessee. All right, Charles. You got a a team that historically does horrible in the playoffs. Facing off against Tennessee, who hasn't been uh, this successful in a long time. You know, last season they had their their first run back to the conference championship game. And they had the number one seed with all the pressures that come with it. And can we finally get a a, a playoff Henry hand job? Yeah. Henry so, Handy. So here here's the concern. I'm not gonna do predictions with the other ones. This is where we're at. I am not scared of the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not scared of Joe Burrow. I'm scared of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Three men who basically were two of them led to a thousand yards passing. And then Tyler Boyd came with 800 yards this season. I researched this ish. That's how dead serious. I'm a professional, two boys. I'm a professional here. Um, terrifying. Terrifying. Because And then the whole thing is that this leads Joe Mixon, who I talked so much trash about in the coming season, to be kind of like the other concern. The defense, they weren't that great. Remember, they left 30-something points in Kansas City. Um they had teams that they would beat up. Their schedules, like in between, where some of them are just whatever kind of enemies or opponents, and then everything else is in between. But I'm like, hmm, because if we have Henry back, he's not, guys, he's not going to play. It's going to be very limited. Right? Yeah, 10, limited 10 carries. 12 carries. Yeah. Yeah, 10, 12 carries, I think, is going to be the feel-out process. Yeah. And then you kind of go from there. I think it'll still help, though, because they do not have a good run defense. They've suffered from injuries and COVID. This is the julio jones we need you more than you think you know game this is exactly what in the beginning of the season when i was sending y'all the ron burgundy this, this is what you picks, traded him for i guess this is what it's about because you take away aj brown it's on racy mcmath it's on des Fitzpatrick if he's healthy it's on chester rogers or yeah i think that's the thing not charles rogers but chester rogers it's on um god i can't say it. in, in kind westbrook i'm sorry i love you my apologies. I'm just an idiot. I, my last name is through here. I can't say it right. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, it's on that. It's on Deontay Foreman. It, it's, I think if we're going to be in a shootout, it's concerning not because we can't win in a shootout per se. It's just how much of a shootout, because if we're behind like 10, I got concerns. Mike Rabel is a very well-disciplined coach, but this is the number one seed that is not respected. Everybody respects the Packers. No one respects us. And sure even though we've beaten all these teams in the playoffs. In the playoffs now, we've beaten the Bills. We have beaten the Chiefs. We've beaten San Francisco. We've beaten the Rams. The only one that we lost to were the Cardinals and the Steelers, and the Steelers was a fluke. And I think the problem is, is we shouldn't be coming in with the idea of respect. We want to be recognized that we're actually good and competitive, but no one's telling us we're the best team. Y'all want to say it's Buffalo, and I think Buffalo has severe um severe deficiencies. And y'all want to say it's Kansas City, despite the fact that they got walloped by the Bengals and you're not going to give Rabel coach of the year because all you people who do this that's are too cowardly to do it because it just makes you're going to hide behind the other oh, the one seed anyway so they're expected to be good I'm like no you're going to give it to Sir- I say Sirianni but you're going to give it to Belichick and all that 
I have my concerns. I'm expecting to lose just because I think it's just going to be too quick. Whoever gets that first summer. But here's where we could win. Jeffrey Simmons is a beast. Harold Landry is a beast. Um, Bud Dupree is a beast. Everybody's healthy. It's going to come down to them corners, unfortunately. But if we get that front thing, Joe Burrow, if he gets hit, you can't make those free throws. And here's the thing, too. Our defenders, our cornerbacks, are not the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders. We are not going to make those mistakes the same way that they did to just let Jamar Chase do what he wants. He still might do what he wants, but it's not going to be the way it was where you had corners who were confused. We have disciplined guys, and we have Kevin Byard leading the safety for us to kind of make sure those secondary big plays don't happen. We have smart teams. We have smart players. We have a smart coaching staff. I still think we lose because, you know, I, I rather just say we're going to lose and then say we're going to win and then eat the humble pie. Where's loyalty for a team? This is as loyal as it gets for anybody. When it's just like, oh, we've done it with the heat. We've done it with other stuff. It's called being afraid because it's real recognizing real. Could we win? Sure. It's possible. We've been in all, almost all the playoff teams that are here. Do I want to take Buffalo again? I'd rather take Kansas City again. That's the funny part. If you're going to get me to the AFC Championship game because of all the trash talk, I talk about Buffalo because they're too out to handle. But I'm just putting my disgruntledness out now. I'm sad. I'm scared. I think we're going to lose, but we're probably going to win. That's the ultimate vote of confidence, boys. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, let me give you a bit of a, a little little break here, Charles. Just a tiny bit while you, while you psych yourself up for the cage. Score updates. You got the score call on the bottom. Uh, Arizona, Coyotes, uh, kind of was very down the team earlier in this show but they're beating up the devils four to one right now so there you go uh rangers and leafs are at three three at the end of two hoping the rangers can win that so the leafs can lose and the panthers can better help themselves in the standings and then colorado and anaheim face off against each other later on in disneyland uh, uh, then we got uh, nba cleveland and chicago chicago's up 58 49 right now in the third Two those two teams at halftime. Milwaukee's beating up on the Grizz. We're all hyping up the Grizz, and look at that—it's sixty-one forty-seven right now at halftime. Dallas losing to Toronto, thirty-nine thirty-five, and then we have uh, the Thunder and the Spurs. I can't see the score on the score crawl, and uh, Sixers are beating up on the Magic. The Magic keep losing. <laughs> it's and the game's pretty much over. One oh one left in the fourth. One twenty-three. One oh five. Washington losing to Brooklyn 111-105 right now. Minnesota losing to Atlanta 93 to 85. Charlotte, oh Charlotte, that's a weird way of saying that. Charlotte. Wow. How do you say my name? Charles. <laughs> Charlotte against. I think they were facing Boston. I don't know. The score crawl kind of went past me. And our beloved Miami here facing off against Portland. So gonna trying to stick it to Chauncey today. Uh, so yeah, Charlotte's up 75-64. The Heat 72-73 right now. <laughs> Leading the Blazers. <sighs> That's it. Go go to our merch store. Buy our T-shirts. Buy a Charles Thomas shirt or a Henry Handy shirt. There, there's a bunch of stuff there. All right. You ready, Charles? Buy our Fire Thigh shirt. That's still probably my favorite shirt with Andrew. That's true. That's true. We need yeah, a new Andrew one. shirt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we do need a, a new Andrew shirt. I'll figure one out. I'll figure one out. All right. Let's do it. All right. Welcome, everybody, your weekly Truplex the Cage with Charles. Full disclaimer, disclosure, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a song and dance. It is poetry and motion. It's a soap opera. It's men and women trying to beat the holy hell of each other, establish their legacies, chase championships, become immortal, fight for my love, 
annoy me when they have to annoy me. It's about characters, creations, and Vincent Kennedy McMahon pissing me off and the whole wrestling Twitterverse until the end of the day. Even though you hear me say, hey, Twitter people, y'all fake, y'all phony, you ain't kind of people I want to be around. If there's anything that's a uniting force, it's Vince McMahon and the stupid ish that that man does. AEW will get there. Impact will get there. They will all get there at some point. Everybody gets a chance at the wrestling universe's hatred. Let's go. Let's do this. What do I even recall? So much has happened and none has happened at all. What we're building up to is that we're doing this on Wednesday. So I can give you guys some Tuesday results. Interesting, right? Right, right, right. Right now what we got going on is AEW Dynamite. John Moxley made his return. He was in rehab, fighting his alcoholism, coming back in, going to punch it in the mouth, make mm, it bleed a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, you know, now he's back into it. Let's try to go with the little ones going on. Impact Wrestling. Last time I gave them the big ups because they were really just kind of putting eyes on them by doing work with everybody. They got Mickey James going to the Royal Rumble. They have the Ring crew um, going in there. You had Deanna Parazu versus Roxy for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Deanna Parazu won, so Roxy is no longer Ring of Honor Women's Champion, which means she's probably getting signed by WWE. That's my guess because why would they drop promotions to go from there? I feel like there's more from Impact that I should go from, but I didn't really research it that much. I'm going more of a gut instinct and feel for why am I fighting this woman right now? I'm playing Bayonetta in the background. Just That's the question of my life. Why am I fighting this woman, right? Um, Impact getting good. Are they going to get their, you know, their legs on this? Maybe. It depends really of who's going to be borrowed from the Royal Rumble because I only think it's going to be – Mickey James. I don't foresee any of the other talents going over there. I think part of the reason why Vince reached out, and this is all speculation, it's all hearsay, it's all reading the dirt sheets and stuff like that. But I only think that Vince went with Mickey James and reached out to Impact is two very obvious reasons. One, we fired all the women because that's what he did in the last year and change. So many have gone. Yeah. So, yeah, you're contracting. You always say wrestlers are independent contractors. Well, here it goes, and you're just borrowing talent. And the other thing is that he knows who Mickey James is. Mickey James is. You know, she started in WWE, went to Impact, came back to WWE, was fired. So, you know, hmm. it makes sense. It's not as if he's going to try to go for all, like, all the other wrestlers that are there they're not going to go get Billy Billy Kay and Peyton Royce who were signed with Impact. They used to be in WWE. Now they have different names, but forgive me, I don't have all your names you know, down pack yet. Vince changes them. Y'all change them and have them. He's not going to bring in all the other former wrestlers. I think they have a little bit of bitterness in their mouth. They're not going to bring in just the Impact-grown people either that were originally there. Um, I think it's just going to be her. I don't think they're going to borrow any of the other women um from there i don't think they're gonna borrow any of the men at all why would you if half of them that you got were just released jonah who used to be oh man now i forgot his name wow you see what happens you get old kids you don't remember names you go from there um bronson reed bronson reed's not gonna go back there he's jonah you're gonna have steve macklin who used to be um cutler steve cutler on there no there's gonna be people who are like i got beef and i ain't serving it to you so I think it's going to be that one-time thing. If there is anybody else, that's interesting. But here's the thing about Vince. He's not going to go for the high stars like Josh Alexander or Moose. or He might I, – I could see him getting Will Morrissey. So Morrissey is originally big cast from Enzo and Cass. So that's a possibility. But that's because there might be other plans to go from there. Because the backstory of that is Enzo and Cass were a tag team. 
they broke up because that's what Vince does with tag teams. They always break them up. And then Cass tried to do a solo run, one against Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan, you see, I, I remember this time. Mm. Follow us on Twitter. Um, it didn't go so well, and then he was released for reasons that came into it. Maybe if that's the redemption story. Fans love a good redemption story. I don't know if Vince likes a good redemption story. But I don't think on the main bit of the roster they're going to get those kind of people to go from there and build into it. But Impact's trying, man. Taking in the Ring of Honor talent, it's going to help Mickey James. Puts if the she brand does out the... there, I guess, right? To a degree, because here's the thing. Are you really putting the brand out there if Mickey James, who is your current Knockouts Women's Champion, maybe she's acknowledged as the Women's Champion, but is she going to be able to bring in any TNA or Impact paraphernalia? She can be able to bring in the Impact Championship, the Knockout Championship. I don't think Vince would, man. Uh, you know, he, he's like, this is this is strictly business and nothing more. That's Vince McMahon right there. He leaves you cat fair on the stand. I don't think he's going to let you get your benefit, your gain, your anything coming into it. But good for Impact for at least finding a way to actually utilize the pandemic to create the forbidden door and open. I hate the term. I get sick of it because everybody mentions it. But that's where we're going with that. Ring of Honor is still closed down. They intend to come back around April for, you know, the honor card that they're going to do. More information on that when I find out about it. New Japan, they're just kind of like, you know, filling right, itself Impact out. Impact Wrestling is going to be in Pepperell Pines. Look at that for tapings. Right. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I would go for Impact, though. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to. I don't go to any of the wrestling stuff for Corona because I think that's yeah. just always going to be okay. proliferated. That's why I skipped out and going to Miami for AWN for WWE. AW, let's go gears to that because it's going on right now. We know Moxley came back. Cody Rhodes is back. You already know that I gave my like eh kind of thing about giving an interim title. I think I was only going to be back for a week. What are we accomplishing here? We're going to Hangman Page versus Lance Archer. I don't really want that, but sure, you know, you need to kind of give Hangman some credibility. Lance Archer is a good, fantastic wrestler who's also a big boy, tall boy, not big beefy boy, but tall boy, the murder hawk. So, it gives some diversity in your championship contenders. I, I still think I wanted Miro to be contending against Hangman, but who knows what the end game is. I, I assume at some point it's going to be Adam Cole, Bebe versus Adam Hangman Page, but whatever. You know, you do what you want. You, you, uh, you, 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 Tony Khan, book the way that you got a book going. They're inconsistent with what they want as face and heels, and I'm a simplistic human being. I just need basic concepts and logic for wrestling. Good guy. Yeah, bad guy. Boo. And Lance Archer has kind of like flooded and flowed in and out of being a heel and a face, and that's kind of difficult to work with. So I can understand, like, I'm going to beat up the guy because he's the champ. But are we beating up the champ because we want to create heat for the heel? To get the boo. Kind of, you have not done your job as a heel if you don't have, like, a seven-year-old flipping you off. You failed, right? Or are we just having him beat up so he can say, I'm the number one contender? But this also creates another problem that is often forgotten. And this is going to be my criticism of AEW. Remember, they were going to do a ranking system, boys. It was going to be a ranking system. And it will tell you who your one through whatever's are and your number one contenders are. Lance Archer's been off the screen for a while since the championship eliminator match, and he had the concussion after doing a moonsault. Where has he done to vault himself to number one to be the presumed contender? If you want a boxing you know system or if you want a um ufc fighting system you have to hold to it of rankings guys just get rid of the rankings it's been two years people watch your show you're breaking a million close to a million every wednesday you're able to make a second brand you have you know uh, tnt money going on here which will eventually find a streamline deal to hbo max you'll be okay you made my money off of pay-per-view congratulations i'm very stingy but get rid of the ranking system um 
Tag Team Championships, we're going to see. I don't know what's going on with uh, or not Lucha Express, but the uh, Jurassic Express. I would just want them to go against Proud and Powerful, Santana Ortiz right now, but I can't get what I want. I don't know if I want Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. It's Yeah, you see rankings. Make no sense. Explain that to me. I don't know, because by default, why is Lance Archer, who's not even listed in the rankings, going against Hamming and Page when it should be just Adam Cole or Dante Martin, right? Unless you're just telling me it's all made up and it doesn't matter is that wrestling <gasps> don't say that whose line is it anyway <laughs> yeah 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 pretty pretty much when you think about it maybe everything's who, made up and the points don't matter whose <laughs> ring is it anyway maybe we'll create a new segment from it mm. but it's annoying to a degree but that's just me nitpicking nitpick but they have a bigger build revolution i think is in march so that's two months away um, that's all I'm going to go on AEW now because I'll have more information later tonight when we do these live shows. So we'll shift it to WWE. Royal Rumble next week. Big beef patties beating the hell out of each other. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns is going against his boy Seth Rollins now. I think I explained that on the last show, the knock on the shield, like the shield intro song. They have their little back and forths going on. That's interesting. But some other interesting stuff is happening is that they're going to have the set up pay-per-view of the elimination chamber is going to be in um, Saudi Arabia. I don't know if that was PR or PC of them to call that pay-per-view because it's always been elimination chamber, but more where they're going location. I was like, maybe should have changed it. Who knows? But that pay-per-view, what they usually do is the elimination chamber is a structure where I believe it's six entrants go in there and you're randomly chosen everything of that nature and whoever is last for sending gets a title or whatnot. We're going to see what they do with that. Last year, they had a couple of them to which Drew McIntyre won at the Claymore, AJ Styles. And then the other one was for number one contendership shot against Roman the same night. Roman choked out Daniel Bryan. That's right. But the Royal Rumble, I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I could be invested into it. I Next week is when I'll give you the predictions we don't want to milk the cow too early, right? But we know what I'm excited for. Look, just look at Bobby Lashley. He he just looks like that he will just he will just murder you. And that's what you want sometimes. I love my technical wrestling. I love my wrestlers, but you know, media men slapping me. I think Becky and Dewdrop can actually be very good too, but I want to simmer down the predictions because I got some beef that I gotta talk about. And it's gonna be a very short cage because, you know, since we're so close to pay-per-view, I don't want to waste it. But NXT was last night. You know, Vince and Bruce Pitchard have been overseeing NXT now. It's a change. It's a it's a passing of the torch, for better or worse. Who, trivia for Andrew, because he's asleep right now. Who had the match for wrestler of the year, or wrestling of the year? What was match of the year? Who didn't tell wrestler-wise? Yours, or? For, for my match of the year. Oh, for my superlatives. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it, it wasn't my wrestler of the year, because it was already going to go to Daniel Bryan. Brian Daniel. Hmm. I don't. I don't remember. I, Let's see. I, I for, okay. Yeah. I, I use. I pay attention. To it is things. Walter. Walter had two matches on my uh. top list, and I love Walter. I love his style. He's a big old boy. Lost some weight. Slimmed it down. Great technical wrestler. Everything came into it. Vince McMahon loves to just rename people. He loves to rename people because it's the copyright, man. You know, he wants to own you. He wants to trademark it. He wants to get it from there. He wants to trademark the name. He wants to make your budget off of it. Mm -hmm. And and that makes sense when you have someone who's just recently signed. So Walter had a main event match against Roderick Strong last night. Fantastic match. It was so good. If you gave me that for 30 minutes, you know, I I wouldn't have enough Kleenexes to clean up everything. It was the kind of – it was strong. It was, you know, loud. It was violent. It was – um, technical, it was engaging. You didn't want to turn away. 
We love Walter. Walter has been with the company for three years. He is your longest standing NXT UK champion. Vince is familiar with him because he was in Survivor Series about three years ago. So for whatever reason, after Walter beats Roderick Strong in a damn good TV match for free, kids, go watch it now. Walter gets on the mic. I'm like, uh-oh, because Walter don't really talk, man. He's this big old Austrian. He don't talk. So he's like, and the winner is Gunther. So they changed his name Gunther. from Walter to the Fat Pig from Sing. Keep that in mind. Two, this is a man who's already been established as a wrestler. He has wrestled at takeovers. And he goes from Walter to Gunther Stark out of nowhere. So it's basically Vince was kind of like crossbreeding, <laughs> watching Game of Thrones. I'm loving, and then a, I'm loving the reactions here on Twitter. I ain't calling that man Gunther. His mama I, named I him. His mama, Walter. His, so I'm going to call him Walter. Triple H finding out they changed Walter's name to Gunther. Michael Jordan. So it's basically like if Vince watched an episode of Game of Thrones and followed up with a World War II historical drama of some sort. Because I'm like, why don't you just call him Adolf? And so that's what you want to do. What has the thing I always told you about Vince McMahon? He's very stereotypical. This is the man who made Crime Time, which was two black men acting what I think he envisioned as two black men being in tag team as thugs. I'm like, bro, what? We don't need this. We don't need this in 2022. Why are we this? Why couldn't he just be Walter? All, it, Walter's thing was Walter all caps, like they're all couple of So just go Walter lower caps for all I care for. But it's so stupid because this man has existed on your roster for three years. It's not like he, Vince has a tendency of just shortening names. So um, Mustafa Ali, who requested his release, went from Mustafa to being Ali, now back to Ali or Mustafa Ali. You get that every now and then. You know, Big E, the former WWE champion, was Big E Langston. And it's just Big E. You had the late great Luke Harper was Harper for some point. So I get that. Why don't you just call him Walt? I don't care. But you're going to call him Walter be Gunther Stark. What? Why? Because here's the hard part about wrestling, too. If you have a dumbass name, I can't get over that. That's that's not entry, guys. That's not entry. And then they have Surrey, who now looks like a Sailor Moon cosplayer. I, I, I don't get it. I hate Vince. And then th- certain things happen. When I get onto I hate Vince mood because I think Vince is playing stereotypes. I don't need, stereotypes exist. I don't need that in my wrestling. You know what I mean? Definitely don't. Because if, if, I feel like if Vince had it his way, and I'm going to get attacked by everybody who loves that man, and even Vince myself, but if he had it his way, everybody would be what their historical backgrounds would be. You know what I mean? I think of Muhammad Hassan from years ago where they had him as like a terrorist leader. No shit. This is real stuff, guys. Mm. This is my problem with Vince McMahon. And he makes money off it. Why? Because y'all love the filth. And I watch wrestling too. I hate the characterization. But it's part of the business. It's so, dirty. It's dirty some, money. Somebody should add him like a, I don't know, a Street Fighter game or something like that. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, God damn it. But then you have ideas of characters that you absolutely love. Yeah, and right yeah. now, my, my strong romance for NXT is Wendy Chu, um, formerly known as Karen Q, who is faming of um, one of the groups that they have. Her whole gimmick, boys, is just she's like sleepy time nap. She's always in like her pajamas, and like she had her debut match as Wendy Chu last week, and she was like it was a multi woman tag team match with Persia Verona, Indy Hartwell versus Casey Canizaro and the other groups that are there. Wendy Chu's literally like sleeping <laughs> in the middle of the ring, drinking from her turbis, and then when she's called I, in, I see her. She's then, like like out there on the on the locker room. <laughs> yeah, and that was like yesterday, and she. 
that shit is so investing to me. I love it. I don't know if she can fully wrestle out to the degree of what we expect because you're always going to be controlled by whoever is producing the matches. But I'm a sucker for characters. The same way as I was a sucker for The Fiend when Bray Wyatt was coming in. Y'all know I was big time on that. Sleepy Pajama Girl. It's cute. Like, when she got tagged into the ring, she did, like, a yawning effect to avoid a clothesline. I'm like, God damn it. This is why I hate Vince McMahon because it's not so much that I admire Vince's ideas. It's I admire the wrestlers who can take a character and a gimmick and make it work to my to my satisfaction. It's literally I don't know if you guys are in yeah. the theater or the it's like slapstick like in a sense, you know. <laughs> well, to a degree, but it's essentially like theater wrestling is a theatrical art mm. where you'll have and I'm trying like I don't want to if you have Sweeney Todd. There's certain people who are going to be great for that thing, but you know it's never the same person playing that character for such a long time, or cats, or rent, or whatever you want to call. You know, I'll just list you out for variety's sake. But there's always different actors who come in at different runs to be that particular character. So there's some people who wouldn't work well with. So that's why I appreciate the wrestlers who could make that game work because give Sleepy Time Pajama Girl to somebody else, maybe it doesn't click. So you get weird shit like this that I absolutely mm-hmm. adore, and I can't fight it. She looks like, uh, I, was it, uh, the cat in Alice in Wonderland right there for some reason? I don't know. Why. The Cheshire cat? Yeah, well, yeah. Because, like, so the backstory is, like, there was just Brooks and Jensen. I, I don't know the team's name because they're still doing me, but there was a male tag team that lost to Dusty Club Classics. Oh, yeah, the Dusty Club Classic is going on. You know, whoever wins the best tag team gets out of Imperium. That's your storyline. I haven't made predictions for it because I'm not so much invested in NXT these days because of the changeover. Look, it's dead to me. The great one is dead to me. Now I will be there supporting some things. I am totally about Broadbreaker versus Santos Escobar, though. Put that in my veins. So it gives Santos his good match, his call-up to the main roster where he has Legato following with him. And please, for love of God, Vince, don't fire him like you did hit row. You still did those dudes wrong. You got rid of Top Dollar. I don't care about that. But you got rid of Shane Strickland, man. You got rid of... Um, Swerve Scott, the same guy. That hurts my soul because like, I was talented, but I'll take Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar any day. But maybe it is the injection. I don't care about going back to stereotypes. There's a wrestler named Tony D'Angelo who probably has potential, but he's portrayed to be like mafia affiliated. And I'm like, come on, man. I'm afraid of what's going to happen if Santos Escobar gets called up on the main roster. Were you saying that he's just Mexican cartel, bro? Because he is the drip king down in nxt but vince is that guy he had the mexicals i told you i gave you a spotlight on this remember why are we reverting back into this by naming damn walter gunther man why'd you have to give him the fat pig from sing i don't know if you guys ever seen that movie but damn it because walter's kind of a chunky boy and we love it but damn it um raw smackdown next week we'll have the predictions will probably be an all WWE show because we usually have that when we have the big pay-per-views aw come into it and i think that's all i got for you right now i hate you vince there that's how i'm ending my part of the show damn it <laughs> okay well we're ending with that that was very interesting that was very funny at the end um all right folks i think that's it for us we'll see you guys next week and i think i'll be better prepared next time <laughs> yeah all right take care everyone bye-bye good night take care
people should be raising their glasses. Flow crazy, celebrating the madness. I never thought I would deliver no classics. Then I hooked up with them and they delivered more classics. Yeah, I be keeping it true. Hotel good, long as I can peep from the view. Like, like, how are we? You gotta gamble in this life, Charles bought me. Or Jordan, boarding. Fly now, cause you know it don't stop. So we rise and grind, they say the sky's the line, but the smart people know that it's not. I'm overprotective, do the dopest of methods, not my vocal perfection.